You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 86, ribbed for her pleasure. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that is actually reading a comic book while he says this. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I am also Craig Olson in disguise. Happy Halloween! <laughs> All right. Just kidding, I'm Raven Perez. It is, it is the, the eve of Hollows, ain't it? We're getting mm-hmm. close. Yeah, we're all. I don't feel like spooky. I, I, haven't, I haven't dressed up till, since I was ten, so it isn't really a holiday I celebrate. Ten? No, I was the guy kid who handed out candy. So here's what you do: you dress up, you give out candy, and you still get to dress up and now, participate. Well, you know what the problem is, Raven? Uh. I hate dressing up. Oh, I'm very self-conscious. I hate no. face paint, and I hate wearing anything that makes me stand out. No. Well, a costume does that. <laughs> you could be a ninja. Yeah. No. See, that's no fun for me. <laughs> I uh, The last costume I wore probably was legitimately that Savage Dragon costume. I've had a lot of lame-ass costumes since. Oh, wait, no. I dressed up as female Rick Grimes. Uh, that was probably my last one. Never mind. <laughs> female Rick Grimes. Yeah. It was cheap. The the costume was ripped open and uh, Spirit of Halloween. It was like ten bucks, and I was like, "Uh, okay." And the real, like, the male Rick Grimes one was like a hundred bucks. I was like, "Okay, female Rick Grimes, it is." I just built my son a taco costume. You made that? Yeah. That makes it even better, dude. He just wanted to be a taco for whatever reason. Six-year-olds, you know. What do you want to be for Halloween? A taco. What do you want to be when you you grow up? (laughs) He wants to be an ice cream truck man. You know what? Support that. That's reasonable. Those people seem happy. (laughs) They seem happy. Those good humor men. (laughs) I love it. Ring-a-ding-a-ding. Someday he could even be a schwan man. His sister would be a doctor and he'll be an ice cream man. Big perm. Well, we we all make people happy in our own way. (laughs) <laughs> all right shall we get into it we got a an action-packed yeah, episode we got a lot of uh, we got a bit of news to get through an all-action episode <laughs> we're gonna keep it spooky though i think we should keep this halloween vibe going so instead of news how about we have booze <laughs> i boo that <laughs> i'm just gonna drink some booze all right hey whatever gets oh, you through this of which, i forgot my drink oh well <laughs> Am I the only one sober during these? Oh, I don't drink alcohol. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I am a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, straight edge. No, wait, that's wrong. I'm square. I'm square, Raven. All right, me You're too. A square edge. Straight squares edge. Have, squares have. You never four heard that term, edges, straight edge? Uh, of course. Okay. Minor threat. <laughs> okay. Uh, the booze, if you will, gentlemen. 
let's start the booze. <laughs> All right. So first on the booze. <laughs> so it uh, looks like Eric uh, is working on some ant pages. He well, posted on Facebook. What, what do you got to say not, about that? Not so much working on so much as he's has them done and he's had them done for a while. I think he's just polishing them off. Blowing the uh, dust off. He did post working on Ant when I really should be working, when I really need to be working on other stuff. Well, like, <laughs> right. That could just mean dialoguing. Oh. I think he's drawing. Jim got me. I got him. I think, he, I think he's drawing, though. Hey, I well, mean, he, I'm, I'm sure he's got some more drawing to do. He I'm, posted I'm just saying, I, I suspect it's mostly ready to go. He's just got to assemble it and finish it. Well, I mean, this is the project that's going on, what, how many years now? Yeah. Years and years. Yeah. I mean, this but is... He did, he did post an awesome picture. It had a stack of look like finished pages without, uh, right. I mean, I guess the, the text will be digital, but Here, ink, I mean, everything art. He, posted, and he posted the inked art. Yeah. You uh, know, the most mysterious thing about this photo of the inked art, what's ha- that? Happy birthday, Jacob. It was like scribbled on like yeah. the back of a page or something. Yeah. Like all giant and stuff. <laughs> but it looks like, um, it looks like Eric what he posted, he kind of uh, commented after the photo in, in the thread saying that uh, his goal is to wrap up the original series that uh, Mario Gully was working on because he's right. kind of a sucker for wanting to close things out. Well, he right. said a million years ago that his, his intention was to put out an issue 12 to conclude the series. Right. And that's, right. that's what this is, is that right. work that he's been doing all along and for it's that gonna... issue 12. It's going to show up in the pages of Savage Dragon 250 is what he's saying. So looks like that's going to be one of the backups, if not the backup in 250, which would be a bridge, hopefully, to the new series. Probably won't be the backup because that only covers about 40 pages of 100. Still, though, think think about how dope. If this is issue, if this is an issue's worth, that means that we're going to get not the not just the standard, like... Because what's funny is these anniversary size issues, regular listeners know, regular readers know, but if you're a new listener, Savage Dragon anniversary issues, these 100-page giant anniversary size issues that he does, he does 100 pages worth of content. You always get a standard issue's worth, mm-hmm. and then the filler is done in a variety of ways. Right. It can be a reprint of old material Eric had. It can be guest work, whatever. But what's cool about this ant backup is if this truly is issue 12 then that means like we're getting like double the eric larson issue in this issue yep 20 20 pages of dragon 20 pages of ant that's sweet yep (laughs) that's sweet as hell i know i think we're getting some more of those flash mercury shorts yeah yep confirmed right those are like one pagers right so those probably be like two or three of those yeah yeah sprinkled throughout in the little preview we saw, they're playing video games. So already off to a good start. Sweet. <laughs> I'm so hyped. So, yeah, the hype train for 100, is it's off the trick already. For 250. 250. 100 pages. 100 pages. Yeah, you get me. Yeah, sorry. All right, what do we got so, next? So, second bit of news is Marvel Comics solicited um, a, a series of... Um, hold on a second. Uh, Marvel Comics solicited a uh, series of, uh, I guess they would be called the end one shots, where right. where each issue is supposed to be like a 
the last issue of a particular character or comic book. Uh, they've, they've done them before in the past. There's like a pretty good Hulk one uh, by Peter David. That is pretty cool. But the maestro, the, the, yeah, no, not the maestro. It's not future imperfect. Oh. It's different. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. But um, relevant to our discussion, Eric will be doing Captain America: The End, yeah. right, writing and drawing. Uh, and this is solicitation text reads: Steve Rogers fights for survival in a post-apocalyptic wasteland populated by hordes of red skulls. Legendary writer artist Eric Larson returns to Marvel for an oversized last tale of Simon and Kirby's American Hero. Love so, it. I was right. I called it. I, <laughs> you I, did, I, dude. I was so certain yeah. it was Captain America. I was it, definitely on that page, too. You fit I, all the I, criteria. I was totally behind you. I mean, what can I say, fellas? I just fucking didn't think it'd be Captain America. Although, I will say that I'm super pleased and happy with it. And I immediately can read between the lines, baby. A apocalyptic wasteland populated by hordes of red skulls. MAGA hats, baby. Um, MAGA hat. Yeah, okay. MAGA hat we'll see how We'll see what Eric can get away with at Marvel, but yeah, good point. Um, Shoving but, his politics down our throat. But, um... <laughs> I'm not buying any more of his stuff. I can't believe that Eric Larson shoves his politics down our throats. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't uh, wait for the anger. We can't have wait. seen a uh, uh, inked cover for this where basically we, we... Oh, it is color. We see the... Colors whole, hit Instagram. We see a cap jumping pose and we see a horde of red skulls. So basically everything it promises on the tin. <laughs> yep. I think this is an Eric Larson match made in heaven. We know Eric's a huge Jack Kirby fan. And, well, yeah, I mean... I, I, I'm Based on this where it says Simon and Kirby's American Hero, it's... I've got a good feeling he's going to be channeling his inner Kirby and inner Joe Simon uh, as hard as he possibly can. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. And Beautiful. I'm sure absolutely everyone will hate it. Oh, yes, dude. This Except is gonna... for me. I will love it. Well, not oh, us, obviously. So Larson fans who know what Larson's about. I mean, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the nor- <laughs> I mean, the normies. <laughs> I uh, absolutely. I cannot wait to see just oh god i know the reaction is going to just be there's going to just be so much hate like as excited as i am for the issue and i am i actually like um the other larson marvel stuff didn't really light my fire too much because it was like kind of like part of something or part yeah. of some other thing well technically but, this is part of a thing too but it, it is but it's also a standalone issue right and, and so it's I a whole to, issue well i get to pick it up and read it like as if it's like you know like an it, issue of like an Eric stuff I'm psyched. I, I can't wait. And I, oh Lord, I can't wait for the hate. I can't uh, wait for Raven to buy a Marvel comic. Dude, I'm going to catch so much hell when I check out. Yeah. Um, when After I went to the last corporate comics, <laughs> when I went to the comic store, the guy, <laughs> he, he gave me this thing and he was like, um, he's like, Hey man, I really think you'd like this book. And I was like, Oh cool. I'll give it a try. And so he gives me the book and I'm, and he's like, now I'm nervous. What book? Uh, no one left to fight. Oh, holy fucking shit, dude. That book yeah. is my fucking jam. Awesome. Damn, now we have to make this podcast rated R with all those F. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We already rated X. Yes. X. Rated X for Raven. Yes. <laughs> it's the only way I roll. What's the name of this book? No one left to fight. 
But the point of the story was that when he gave me the book, I, I, he was like, I was like, cool, dude. I'll, I'll you hold it out right. far away and go, Ew. You're like, I'll gladly read it if it's not corporate. <laughs> well, when I gave it to him, I, like, he was like, I was like, yeah, cool, dude. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And he goes, no, I'm nervous. And I was like, why are you nervous? And he's like, because you're the guy who only <laughs> reads all the weird comics. And I'm afraid that, like... You'll judge me. If it's wait a minute. That's a weird, thing to, in, that's a weird yeah. thing to say because no one left to fight a weird comic. But but wait, wait. It's weird because you live in Pittsburgh. And everyone knows there's weirdos that weird, read weird comics in Pittsburgh. Bro, you would think. You can't be the only one. You would think that. How many weirdo creators come out of Pittsburgh? Dude, you would think. Like, we, we got, like, the Pittsburgh comic crew here and many other more underground, way more underground dudes. But, like, I don't know. Like... At my shop, they act like I'm, we'll see about this gentleman. <laughs> so you just throw the door open and walk in with a strut? With my monocle. I yeah. adjust my monocle and, you know. Which way to the independent section? May I? I'd like to peruse your finest independent pictograms. It is I, Raven. I've arrived. <laughs> no eye contact. I'd like one issue of Captain America, the end. <laughs> This is standalone, isn't it? So you, you didn't tell me how to go. I haven't read it yet. I'm Fuck gonna... you! It's on the read heap. Fuck you! I'm getting caught up. I got a read heap that's pretty big. You dude. should have read that in your fucking car. Ah, uh, I didn't. It's we got angry Jim tonight. Yeah, fucking I angry because you, fi- you finally get your hands on a comic I fucking care about, and you didn't fucking read it. I'm angry. I'm angry <laughs> at you, Raven. Well, we do the FinCast together every month. It doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. I'll read it for you this weekend. That's all I can ask for. All right, dude. No problem. All right, calm down. Oof. Well, Easy. wow. It was definitely a scary, spooky thing that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the ghost of Christmas future. I, I like it. I kind of like Pointing it. Pointing at your grave, Raven. Badass. I, I do like this. This is Jim this is Purcell. This is a Savage Fincast, the podcast that bangs your girlfriend and makes you watch. I'm Evil Jim. Right. I'm Evil Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I like Evil Jim. Yeah. I, I do. Stick around, guy. Hey, oh, fella. I guess I should have become Evil Jim for Halloween. But just no, become I Evil just Jim stayed a regular life. Jim all, se- all season. Just become Evil Jim in life. I, I support that. You've been good long enough, dude. Yeah. You put in the hard work (laughs) in the years. It's time. Nah. Still square. All right. What's our next bit of news? Our next booze is the Savage Dragon 249 solicitation. The calm (laughs) before the storm. The countdown to Savage Dragon 250 continues as unbeknownst to Malcolm Dragon, his greatest foes have gathered in a spooky effort to eliminate him once and for all and to take over the city of Toronto. A great jumping on point for boo readers from award-winning <laughs> writer, artist, Eric Larson. That's a very good Jim Sterling impression, Eric Raven. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And so the cover, yes, which is lovely. Yes, we haven't recorded since the cover came out, so we should probably talk about this cover. 
Yeah. Got my favorite villain, Shotgun. I know, dude. What is up with... What is up with the mystery villain shotgun? Oh, uh, Eric already spoiled it. It's fine. Oh, uh, I didn't know. Don't tell me. I'll guess. Because there's only one it can be. <laughs> is it... Let, is it... Describe the cover to the audience. All right, yeah. The cover... Okay, so the cover is clearly... It's Malcolm. And uh, he's being assaulted by the hands of uh, what is clearly the next generation of the vicious circle. It's the kids. We haven't we seen have them in a long not time. not seen since... Yes, thank you. You can click, get click, 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 yeah, yeah, since Savage Dragon Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> but we got Inferno's kid. We got Inferno's kids. We got Dumplin' and Blossom. Which Just do a little search for Dumpling. You know, that'll, that'll narrow it down. You're right. That's Dung's kids. <laughs> we got Open Faces clone, and then we got uh, Killraiser's son, and then that could only leave the octopus's uh, child. Yes, so, you got so it. So that, that shotgun is Octopus's kid? Because apparently, I guess I forgot, I don't think he has any octopus powers. I think he's just a kid. Really? I he, he didn't seem to have octopus coming out of his gut. He just looked like a guy. Yeah, wow. er, Eric said he, quote, has not much going on, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's, like, super smart. And that's just the ending. He's, maybe he's a ninja. Maybe he is, quote, a surgeon with a shotgun. His name is Waylon Whipple. <laughs> and according to this, he has unknown powers. Shotgun. He wears shotgun. a lot of baggy clothing, though. So you'd, you think, just you'd, assume. Think, you'd think there was something under the baggy clothing. He's trying to throw us off. Yeah. Guys, what if he's got shotgun cock? Hmm. Like, that's his, like, you know, I'm just saying. Like, uh, imagine, I was trying to think, like, wacky Man. ways a shotgun could be part of your anatomy, and that's pretty much the wackiest. So we have not seen these guys since issue 187. <laughs> He's like, shut up. He's still good, Jim, really. <laughs> He's still good, Jim. Evil Jim would have jumped right in there. <laughs> no, we yeah. haven't seen them in a while, um, and so I'm excited to catch up with them. Although revenge, I sense what for what? Like he hasn't done shit to well, he, them. He, th- he threw them all in the jail. Oh, he did, right? Yeah, okay. he beat them up, and they went to jail. And well, juvie hall, and now they're out, and they are now, I guess, quote unquote, uh, his greatest foes because they're the only yeah. ones left alive. I'm gonna call it right now. I hope they kill one of his kids. They're all going to die. One of even his kids. dumpling. Uh, she might be more difficult to kill. What if Malcolm the murderer kills most of them? Well, it's what he does. Yeah. Accidentally kills most of them. Quote, unquote, accidentally. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we really call them his greatest foes? No. no I'm dude. telling you, Eric did. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, but they certainly aren't. They've had very little interaction at this point. But they might be his most reoccurring foes. Like They are, two, I think. Two, which is impressive for them. <laughs> Twice. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, certainly they're the ones that... They are the coolest like collection of visuals. Like, united. They're like the most united collection of visuals. Like, other than if Crumudgeon shows up a second time, he will be a recurring guy, but... They're the coolest visual, like, collection of enemies he has. Like, that's it, right? Dart. A little generous. Dart. Dart is definitely... Dart is definitely his most recurring foe. Yes. Currently, yes. Dart is his greatest foe. Like, without a question. And maybe the chain man. No. 
<laughs> coolest visual. No. 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 Mm-mm. Yeah. And no, then unfortunately. I guess Fountainhead. <laughs> Fountainhead was you know what? Bring back Fountainhead. Hashtag Laser Eyes. Hashtag laser laser oh, face. Bring back old laser eyes. Old laser face. Fountainhead. Sorry for the new listeners out there. Yeah, that's a callback to it. That's a deep cut callback it was, joke. It was a different time. Me and Jim <laughs> fucked up bad and called a guy that is named Fountainhead that shoots water out of his face. I just, I just thought he was really in Anne Ran. I thought he was. I thought he was down. I thought it was like a lot of lasers, like a fountain of lasers, like a you know whatever. Fucking two fifty also posted by the way. I, d- the I, d- I just thought he was an objectivist who shot lasers out of his face. <laughs> Libertarian laser face. That's a better name. Libertarian laser face. <laughs> now who's shoving their politics down our throats, Gregory? I am. Evil Craig. You're pretty much always evil, Craig, so it's okay. I try. That's I don't good. try, it just comes out naturally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you try, it doesn't work. If you just uh, 250, its cover also debuted. I don't have the spooky copy for it, so just please be, you know, full of fear. And I terror. don't think there's any copy for it yet. No, not yet. I'm pretty sure it's just brutal. So let me paint you a word picture, dear listener. What we have is an homage to miniseries cover issue one, and it's pretty sweet. I mean, it is sweet. I it is. think it's a little plain. You know what, though, Jim? What else would it be? Oh, anything else? I don't know. Seems like the kind of cover you use when you're trying to hide something. Oh, so you're thinking it's like a false solicit? No, no. I mean, it's the kind of thing that something incredible in the book is going you to happen. You don't want to give out too much about oh, what the, get what's in the book. Or maybe Eric you. has no idea what he's doing yet, so we'll just throw this out there until he can figure <laughs> it out. I mean, that's always a possibility. Or, you butthole... Maybe. <laughs> I didn't say it as a negative. I'm just saying no. it as a fact. I'm saying try, you butthole. Try this on for size. Maybe among the many amazing dragon covers, that is certainly an iconic and often homaged cover. It is. And so for the nice round number 250, uh, it is something that is a obvious eye catcher. Even fans who are not Savage Dragon readers probably know that pose. So, True. what about that? And a big F you to people who think Eric's older art looks better. Because holy shit, put them side by side. He's gotten so much Look better. Look at it's that nuts. knee. Look at that fucking knee. Look at those fists. <laughs> you know, a lot of people said the fists have dumbed down. Mark Welzer, I'm talking to you, dear listener. <laughs> Mark just ran his car into a uh, an off the road. I'm just saying... I don't think that the new fists are bad compared to the old fists. I know. I, I like I, those meaty fists. Those big twinkie fingers. Huge. They got the bigness. I get it that he doesn't have the bony sharp like knuckles. But brother, those are still some sweet ass baller huge fists. I love it. And also too, the value. If you like... Just basically at a distance. Like if you squint, the image with more black on it is going to have more of a finished look. And that's called value. And fucking the Malcolm pinup has way more value. Like Eric uses way more black in his new, like in his more, like, you know, his modern style. Oh, yeah. Because the original dragon had like razor thin cross hatching. Yeah. Uh, so green. 
So the new, basically, I just think the new cover fucking owns over the old cover in every way. Well, I mean, yeah, that fin's right, for one. Yeah. Yeah. It does bog, it honestly bugs me that on that old cover that the fin's not right. I do think he should have did 250th anniversary special in the same crappy font as Intense Action from Eric Larson. I bet he tried, but he looked at it and said no. No, I can't do this. Cannot, won't do. We got, Ooh, my, we got the fuchsia back though. Fuchsia's back. My feedback. Yeah. <laughs> my feedback was I would have loved to have seen the lightning powers represented on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a crackle, just like a crackle of electricity on his fists or something. Yeah. Just a little something more. Well, it's just it, the thing is, is that when people, I've seen this so many times. When people look at Savage Dragon, they see Malcolm. They say, "Why is Savage Dragon drawn that way?" Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, but you know, read a book. Y- you know a really easy way to kind of drive home that he's like not the same guy show that electrical power like have that crackle on him I think he should have gave him some like Chuck Taylors instead of the boots too yeah the the, the pants are kind of the same I mean it's the same he's wearing the same outfit yeah dad did there's only so many ways to wear wife beater and blue jeans you know what I'm saying yeah 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 and dress shoes would you say? Tell you what, the the, the Savage Dragon logo looks so much better. It, a yeah. lot of people were, you know, putting them side by side. A lot of people are saying that the old logo is like a lot more narrow and tall because it is. It is. the uh, The image eye took up a lot of space in the old days. And the th in front of Savage Dragon. Yeah, get that out of here. Get that out of there. <laughs> no the. Get out of here. Get lost. Get out of here. We search engined it. Eric search engined his own logo. The is an unnecessary word. We removed it. I'm looking at the tweet that Eric said. Eric posted this tweet, I don't know how many, like a couple weeks ago. Was it a week ago? The 17th. Mm-hmm. The first person to reply is Jim. That's the fuchsia I demand. <laughs> it is. I do crave it. It's good. It was uh, good. I think it adds to it. Good stuff, my friends. Yeah, I'm pleased, dude. You know, I I got a very unnerving, disturbing feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified. Honestly, blood, cold blood running down my spine. What are you trying to say, Raven? We're done with the news. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I'm trying to keep it spooky. <laughs> I was scared for a minute. I, yeah. Not so a fan get... of big spoops. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Terrifying. Shall we get into my... Uh, yep. Do it. Spooky game. <laughs> yes. Blood curdling. <laughs> so, get my sound effects this... record. <laughs> <laughs> I call this game Vicious Circle Rejects. So, I'm going to have... A.K.A. Johnny Redbeard's crew. <laughs> That, the Annihilators, who else? But uh, here's a little game that we're going to play where I'm going to give you five different Vicious Circle character names. All right. And you're going to tell me which one is the made-up one. The made-up one, okay. Love it. So How are we buzzing guys, in? How are we doing the buzzer? We'll do the buzzer in. We'll do it in text, Skype, whoever Skype text. text. Skype text, whoever texts first, I'll announce. That person can give a guess. If they're wrong, it goes to the other person. 
Wait a minute. Let me find my so, Skype text. So, Raven, open up the Skype text. Type the letter X in so it's prepped and just hold your finger on the enter key. So when you're ready to answer, well, don't type it. Genius, <laughs> just prep it. All right, all right. So we'll start with a little practice. All right. Practice on with us. your butter. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. You can buzz in at any time, but if you're wrong, be aware that the, the person, the other person can uh, steal your point. Here we go. Screaming Lola, Melvin Mouse, Bradley Peckerwood. I know that one. Transparent Trish. Burnt. Who was that? Someone just. Me. Raven? Screaming Lola. Wrong. Fuck. Are you serious? I was pretty sure she was real. Read read them to me again, Craig. I'm going to read them over again. Except Screaming Lola. (laughs) We got Screaming Lola, Melvin Mouse, Bradley Peckerwood, Transparent Trish, Burned Vern. I'm going to say Mouse. What? Melvin Mouse? I knew Melvin Mouse was right. Oh. Hmm. Burned Vern. Damn it. Well, that was just a warm-up, though, right? No points exchanged? No points. Well, I knew that. That was a joke. All right. Here we go. All right. The real stuff. All right. Number one. Walleye, hell eyes, eyesore, cross eye, evil eye. Go ahead, Raven. Cross eyes. Wrong. Jim. Read them back one more time. Walleye, hell eyes, eyesore. Hell eyes. Wrong. Damn it. Eyesore. That's such a good one. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Good. I'm number glad you two. Lost two though. <laughs> number two. All right. These are hard. Yeah. No shit. No, but I love it. This is great, dude. Gemhead, hornhead, techhead, fathead, deadhead. Gemhead, techhead. Go ahead, Jim. Deadhead. You're right. Oh. Jim's got one. Are you serious? Sounded too plain to me. Too plain. <laughs> Did you hear that, Craig? Just not too creative plain. enough. Here we go. Number three. Randy Ruthless, Indigo Hugh, Sam Hell, Ugly Johnny, Angry Ivan. Raven. Ugly Johnny. Wrong. (laughs) Read him back. Jim. Randy Ruthless, Indigo Hugh, Sam Hell, Ugly Johnny, Angry Ivan. What was the first one? Randy Ruthless. And the second one? Indigo Hugh. Indigo Hugh. Sam Wrong. Mm. Sam Hell. What in the Sam Hell? (laughs) Number four. Blue Torch. Blue Broad. Blue Chunks. Blue Jim. Blue Torch. You got it. Oh, what the fuck? Read the other ones, please. (laughs) Blue Torch. Blue Broad. Blue Chunks. Blue Dawn. Blueberry Surprise. I can't believe Blueberry Surprise is a real person, but I feel like I used that in my (laughs) game, didn't I? I don't know. I did. Anyway, keep going. (laughs) Number five. Big Fish. Killer Whale. Fish Face. Catfish Jackson. Fishbone Lou. Raven. Catfish Jackson. Wrong. Damn it. Are you serious? Jim. Big Fish. Killer Whale. Fish Face. Catfish Jackson. Fishbone Lou. Fishbone Lou. 
You got it. Damn, Raven, you get smoked. You know what? I don't know. I know Jim's strategy. He lets me buzz in and get one. I'm going to wait for you then, dude. Go All right, it. we're number six. We got to 13. We'll go quick. What? What? Num- number six, Larry Lucifer, Satin Satan, Devil Doll, Beelzebub, Devil Doug. <laughs> Devil Doll. Uh, was that Raven? For- Raven, did you hit that? There's Jim. Jim. Jim, what do you got? Devil Doll. Nope. Hmm. Satin Satan. Raven. Yes. Ooh, suck it, Priscilla. Three one. All right, number seven. Kill count. Killer commando. Kill zone. Baby killer. Kill. Kill blow. Was that Jim again or no? I didn't hit anything. Oh, all right. He was waiting for me. No, I'll read it again. Read, read him again. I figured it out. You kill let me count. get one of them wrong so that you can have a closer shot. <laughs> kill count. Killer commando. Kill zone. Baby killer. Kill blow. Jim. Kill blow. I got it. What was it? Kill blow. Nope. Raven. Killer, kill, killer baby. <laughs> That's not even one. Baby killer? Baby no. killer. Kill count. <gasps> All right. Eight. Carcass. Dead guy. Deceased. Death face. Flatline. Deceased. Raven, you got it. Yes. Yeah, but you didn't Three, buzz two. in. I did you buzz did. in. Ooh. <laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number nine, bug, bug man, glow bug, bug guy, Jim. Bug man. Bug man, you got it. Fuck. I know all the bug mans. Four, two. <laughs> Stanley. All right, we're almost at the end. Number ten, rat bastard, shaggy mane, bare hands, mastodon, main man. Oh, Raven. Main man. Nope. Bring him back. Rat bastard. Shaggy mane. Bare hands. Mastodon. Main man. One more time. <laughs> Rat bastard. Shaggy mane. Shaggy mane. Bear. Wrong. Mastodon. Uh, Damn it. That was my next pick. Keep going. All right. Number 11. Whalen Whipple. Johnny Nitro. Savage Andy. Skinhead Pete. Sid Hideous. Who was that? Me. Raven, go ahead. Savage Andy. Wrong. Fuck! Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Waylon Whipple, Johnny Nitro, Savage Andy, Skinhead Pete, Sid Hideous. Is it Johnny Nitro? No. He's Skinhead real. Skinhead Pete. Mm. He's real. I remember Johnny Nitro. Skinhead Pete was fake? Last two. Yep. Ugh. Chrome Dome, Human Sparkler, Roy Robot, Download. Who was that? Raven? Me. It's Human Sparkler. Wrong. Damn you! Why would you think that's not real? <laughs> because it's ridiculous! <laughs> Chrome Dome. Human Sparkler. Roy Robot. Download. Modem Pole. Modem Pole. God damn it. If I'd heard Modem Dude, Pole, I would have known. Jim won, but we'll do this last one just for fun. Yeah, because you worked on it. Raw Dog. Foreskin. Raging Woody. Flesh Blight. Climax. Jim? Alright, so I know Raging Woody's real. <laughs> so it's gotta be... Uh, what was the first one? Ah, I can't go through it, you buzzed. Okay, uh, huh? r- Raw Dog. Wrong. Raven? Read, please repeat them. <laughs> raw Dog. Foreskin. Raging Woody. Flesh Blight. Climax. Foreskin. 
You got it. I knew Raven would get that. I you knew curve. it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That's why I thought it was real. <laughs> Tales the guy, from the guy my created dick. Afterbirth. I believe he created a character called Foreskin. I remember I Fleshblight because we made Fleshlight Fleshlight. Flesh <laughs> I remember that. So, Jim, you win five to three. By default. And you get a power over Raven. <laughs> he won't use it because he's good Jim. Did we used to Jim. do that? Yeah, we did. We yeah, did. I loved that. <laughs> I loved it. But he never used it. He was good Jim. You had the power. Powers you, would be you like, you could say like. Do what? You can make a shut up. Yeah, you could be like, wait a minute, you're wrong. And the other person just has to shut up and take it or something. Yeah, but that's like not that. good content. I like it. Make it entertainment like, here. No, that's fun. Make it cluck like a chicken. Cluck like a chicken <laughs> for me, Raven. Right now? Yes, now. Yes. Power and yep, vote. Do it. Cluck like a chicken. <laughs> louder. Yeah, louder, louder. Carmelo. <laughs> like you're laying an egg. <laughs> Right. That's going to pop. You want to talk about a pop filter? Yeah. You got me making goddamn chicken noises? It's going to be horrible, <laughs> dude. Sorry for everyone in their car. <sighs> well, that was a you good You should be game. sorry to me in the future when I'm listening to this again in the car. I'm sorry, like, future Craig. That Craig's got a sweet, sweet voice, and then you ruin it with the... <laughs> <laughs> Not Paul. Paul. Whatever modem pole. <laughs> you modem pole. The same right. guy who had the creativity to make a modem pole <laughs> Ma- couldn't do any better than Taco. I'm just saying. You could have made him like Taco Belmont or something, giving him a whip. <laughs> Great, dude. All right, I'm just being shitty. I'm just bitter because I lost. Wouldn't it be creepy if we had some fan mail? <laughs> I think it would just be nice if we had some. We, did. we got a little. Yeah, should we go for it? Yeah, the old Facebook group came through. Hey, hey guys, my name's Raymond Cummings. Thank you, Raymond. Uh, regular listener, all-around decent fella. Uh, he says he's got some lists for us, and I think for you know just easiness sake, we should hit these one by one real quick. But he says, number one, what do we think the future holds for Captain Tootsie? I feel like there's... Either some darkness to him we haven't seen, or that his persona, oblivious to aspects of modern culture, willing to lie, or at least not share the truth about certain things, will have some bearing on his future or on the general storyline soon. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on Captain Tootsie? I'm of two thoughts about Captain Tootsie. Lay it on us. And it sort of depends on something I remember hearing vaguely that may have been a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I For some reason, I think... Eric said he's not in the habit of, like, changing or killing off the Golden Age characters that he's brought in. Oh. So, my gut feeling is Captain Tootsie is Captain Tootsie. He's not going to do anything crazy with him. Okay. I feel... Hmm? I was going to say, I feel the same. Because I actually thought this issue, he was going to die if anything was going to happen. But it didn't. So, now I just kind of feel like... Yeah, he's kind of one of those safe characters because Eric didn't create him. So Eric's not, you know, Eric doesn't usually kill off the those kind of characters. You want um, only, I'll just throw it in real quick, only because you are bringing although, it up. Although I guess he did grind all the little wise guys in a garbage disposal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> but Daredevil still lives. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will just add real quick. Um, you had stated, you know, just his actions in this issue. So um, I thought it was an interesting thing. Um, somebody uh, with the image DC crossover. We saw a little sneak preview for listeners who don't, aren't really oh, familiar right. with that. that. That, yeah. Right, that uh, there was teased and it fell apart, so it's not happening. But there was teased a Image Comics meets Sav- or uh, Image Comics meets DC uh, crossover where everybody was going to just be IP and IP mismatch, and Savage Dragon was going to be Shazam. Um, and I, you know, asked him on Twitter. I was like, "Yo, you know, since it's fallen apart, can you kind of tell us like what you had in mind or what you were thinking?" And he said that he was mainly going to play with the violent nature of Savage Dragon and having Shazam, you know, sort of react to that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like how obviously Shazam's really a super clean and you know wholesome kind of a family book. Well, and obviously Savage Dragon isn't. And so what's funny is you get a tiny bit of that in 246. And so I feel like maybe Captain Tootsie's a vehicle for him to enjoy some of that a little could bit. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Because you get that same dynamic. Like Captain, it's very much in 246. It's like, holy cow, you guys, what? You're sick. And like, oh, Malcolm, what'd you do? You're a monster. Who in suits? Yeah. So I, I think, like, just for my money, it's kind of like it seems like maybe that's going to be... Um, he didn't really do that with Daredevil, but he had the chance. No, I like, mean, Daredevil, had, there was some stuff with Daredevil where Daredevil's, like, sense, uh, Golden Age sensibilities broke through, where he was reacting to various things because they were more violent or what have you. Someone needs to have that meme where, like, it's, like, the girlfriend and the guy checking out the other girl. And it's, like, got to be Dragon with, like, Daredevil. Like, Malcolm Dragon with Daredevil on one side and uh, Captain Tootsie on the other. Well, that's the thing. Daredevil's more Dragon and Angel's friend. Yeah. Tootsie's Eric Larson. Eric Larson as the guy. Yeah. You're saying that Captain Tootsie is the girl in the red dress, yes. and uh, yeah. and Daredevil's the spurned the girlfriend. Old girlfriend. <laughs> That's great, dude. Uh, that sounds like a task for Mark Welser. Get on it, Mark. <laughs> or Scott. James. The listeners are like, "Who's this Mark Welser?" Guy? So Scott James, Mark Welser. What do you two draw that? I guess for for Captain Tootsie is my final thing. I, I think Captain Tootsie is just naive. It's not anything sinister. And that's his character. Yeah, I think I agree. I think he's just naive. All right, let's get to Raymond's second question. Yes. we got a lot to get through. Yeah, we're going to blast on through these. Toronto, is it played out? Do we imagine that the storyline will shift somewhere else, i.e. to a new city or another dimension? I feel like it's time for a change of status quo. I just want to point out, this is only issue 246. They've only been in Toronto since twenty uh, issue 226. Wouldn't that yeah. be the roughly it's only like been two twenty years? issues? Yeah, basically like two years. This is so basically two, nothing. In two years, though, like Raymond's tired, and like you know, hey, it, it's it's no different than Chicago for the last twenty. I, in a way, for me, Toronto's way more interesting because is, he he ways. makes an effort um, to put actual people like in the people, book and places pilly. things. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto, it's weird that Toronto in two years has felt more like a place than Chicago in, like, 17 or 18, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. 
So, no, I don't think Toronto's played out yet. I think we're going to be here a while yet. What about Agreed. you, Craig? Agreed. Um, and I'm I, I, I going to predict they don't just go back to Chicago as soon as Trump's out of office. You know I what? think they're going to stay there permanently. If I got to tell you that if you move back to Chicago, it, it kind of puts things in a weird pinch. Because, like, what, Thunderhead and May are just going to move back now? Right. Like, Freak Force just going to move back? The kids are going to probably be in kindergarten by the time the opportunity comes to move back. You're not going right. to want to uproot them. Not to mention, like, they'd be abandoning health care and all those benefits. You talk about, like, things for kids. They'd be abandoning all those things that are beneficial for the kids yeah. just to come home. There's, like, a ton of reasons not to move back to the States. Yeah, like a million. Poutine is one. Yeah. Yeah, you can get poutine anywhere. Well, no. anywhere within 50 miles of a cheese curd factory. <laughs> you know, there's plentiful, plentiful locations. If it's not fresh, it ain't real. <laughs> Number three. How would you feel if, out of nowhere, the book suddenly shifted perspective, a new character and storyline were introduced, and for one to three issues, we were away from Malcolm and his cast for a story that would eventually intersect with Malcolm and his cast? A classic Larson curveball? The book needs a shakeup, in my view. Obviously, I miss Dart and Glum, but a threat with real impact on the story who isn't going to die in a few issues should be introduced, says Raymond. Guys? I kind of feel like the Dimension X story was that, although not a complete break. It's We did spend a lot of time in Dimension X yeah. with, with Alex, Jennifer, and Angel. Mm-hmm. And, and Eric has done that before. I mean, he had like three issues of like She-Dragon for... For a while, remember that, like back in. I, I think Raymond's asking more of a hard cut where we literally don't see Dragon Family for a couple of issues. I think that's too but, much. But didn't that happen when the book changed titles after issue fifty when Dragon? Well, yeah, when, when died, when Dragon well, was like she Dragon. Yeah, Dragon was dead though, so you know. But that's still not a that's still not a removal from like the c- current situation because it's just she Dragons now in the Dragon role, so. You know, the plot yeah. lines keep going. I think Raymond's more saying cut to something else entirely. Yeah, like, that is definitely what he's saying. I, I don't think you could do that and still call the book Savage Dragon. I think that readers would not accept it. Well, I mean, we'll put up with a lot, so. I mean, I, but I, I still don't. I still don't think that if the book had like if the book was still called Savage Dragon, but for well, if it, okay, here's the thing: if it was one issue, sure, it'd be easy to swallow. Yeah, easy. It, it, if it's two issues, that's a stretch, but it, people could go. Malcolm with it. comes back on page on the last page. That's fine. Bingo! But you're going three issues, then you're talking basically a quarter of the issues for a year that don't have anything to do with Savage Dragon, and I think probably people would be negative about it. I just I don't know. So I think that I actually think what he's saying could work for one issue for sure easily. For two issues, eh, maybe, like you said, Jimmy, Dragon shows up on the last page, then, okay, it's a hook. Like, if, what if there was, like, a three-issue Flash Mercury powerhouse arc? I mean, I don't. I think that would be questionable. I personally would love it, but it would sure. be too much, I think, for most readers. As a guy who's making a comic right now, I can tell you that anytime you do something, like, different, like, the longer you do it, the more everybody wonders when you're going to get back to your normal thing. Right. So you really don't I mean, want to stretch People have been wondering that since Dragon died. Wop, 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 wop. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, I don't know that that shakeup is anything like Larson would do. That almost seems kind of like stunty. Yeah. 
And I don't know if he's like into it kind of. Like, you know what, what, what if he did a three issue ant arc? I mean, I don't think that would go over super great. I don't think it would either. I think like readers need Dragon or Malcolm. Yeah, it'd be just weird to be around. I don't know. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that to just to not be negative. I don't think it's a bad idea, but I just don't think it would play. Is all. Um, number four, a corollary to number three, which I think has been discussed on the podcast before. What if this book just jumped five or ten years in the future? Would that upset you, or would you welcome it? Guys, I would you know, like most things, I'd accept it, but I don't think it works for this book. Two reasons: one, Eric is pretty much against like aging up his child characters just for convenience. He right. wants to go the hard way because comics, other comics, don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing: the real time aspect. It would just bust that up, and you can't really. That's one of the core charms of the book. I meant it, which I think is funny because I think his original characters. Before he is like self-published as a kid characters, he had them like grow super fast, yeah. right? And I've been waiting. That's one of the very few things from his past that he has not like introduced or visited. And I've actually been waiting for that for the kids to magically age. Would you guys reject that, or would you be into uh, it? I kind of would, because I've seen uh, it before, and I don't think it worked super great for Franklin Richards either. Did he magically age? They magically aged him into a teenager. They ran with that for a few years. Didn't really work out, so they de-aged him back to being a kid. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, gross. Wow, you guys yeah. don't know about this? This is like classic 90s Marvel. No, dude. Yeah, no. Franklin, teenage Franklin Richards was a total thing for like a decade. And then they made him a kid again. Yep, and then brought his sister back from Limbo. <laughs> Just killing. He has a sister? Well, yeah. yeah. She, he, uh, she... Uh, was stillborn because of a supervillain fight. Oh god! And so they went. On. So Doctor Doom went to hell to get her soul back. Oh! And now no. they got a daughter again. Oh! Man, you guys got to get up on your Marvel history. That's trash. Is all. Did Ghost Rider save her? The Punisher <laughs> riding on the back of a motorcycle. Yeah, that's trash tier. That is trash tier comics. I Yuck. don't make judgment calls. I do, and that's trash tier. That's gross <laughs> to the max, dude. So lame. Um, I did Morbius, the living vampire, save her. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's just Mephisto. Johnny Blaze and did Mephisto make the trade <laughs> with Doom? <laughs> the Dark Avengers. Um, I as far as time jumps, I'm at a disadvantage because I came out and asked Eric point blank, and he said he would never do it because it would destroy the advantages that real time gives him. Yep. And so, uh, and also, I, how do you predict ten years in the future? You get all the technology wrong. You look like a fool. Uh, bingo. Yeah, yeah bingo. Yeah. Uh, it, it it messes up everything. Politics. The, the cars in Savage Dragon still look like they still look like eighty five, but they fly now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that'd be bad. Moving right along, number six, right. six, <laughs> six. <laughs> um, Sorry, I, no, five. I'm keeping it spooky. Ah, uh, let's skip it and get it. There's a lot to go through. Let's just skip to six. Are you sure? Number five, five, five. 
<laughs> I've expressed this issue before, I believe, but I just missed this book being a jumble, chaotic, unexplainable. I'll follow it to the end, but my feeling is, is that we've been in a holding pattern of some sort for a while now, with some mild thrills and very dark detours now and again. Perhaps Eric is building towards something larger that in retrospect we didn't see coming. That's not really a question, honestly, but maybe a discussion point, you free fine gentlemen. And he does have a number six. I, so uh, <laughs> yeah. do you guys feel like going into that? Well, I think the book is as chaotic as it ever has been. I think I think the idea yeah. the idea that it's in a quote unquote holding pattern, I sure I think the book is what it is right now, because it's been like yeah. this for a while. It's just it's almost what I would call a slice of life now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's literally every issue is a day in the life of Malcolm and yeah. his crazy life. And yeah, one month has passed. There aren't there aren't villains in the background with some grand scheme. It's just Malcolm dealing with this stuff as it comes, and that may not be for everybody. But I think, and I and I'll be honest, it's not totally for me either because I've been reading some of the older issues and some of the long, like build up stuff arcs, arcs yeah. and stuff. They're, they're some of the most classic runs of Savage Dragon. You, and that's what I've been saying for a while. I miss that. But I think if you look at the book as that kind of day in the life sort of thing, it makes more sense. It, you know what I he's writing? He's writing for the single issue stories. And that's I just feel that that's what he wants to do and that's how it's going to be for a while. That's what I realized. Um, like, especially, it's weird. This is almost like a jump ahead to our 246 review. But I just realized with like reading this, I was like, you know what? I didn't realize that we were in an era, but we are in an era. We are in an era. We are in an era of the standalone, self-contained issue. And we've almost been in this era since, like, issue 200. Maybe, yeah. maybe even as far back as 175. And or you know what? It after the even... Emperor Arc uh, curse stuff. Here's the thing is, and it might not even be an era. I mean, artists change, creators change, and... What's funny is that, like, and it really hit home, I know you're going to laugh, but when we were interviewing Michel Fife, um, co- creator of Copra, uh, he said something that I just, I don't know, it's so stupid that, like, sometimes people say something, it hits your brain, you're like, oh, yeah. But we were talking about movie and TV and video games, and he said, yeah, but he's done all that. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, Eric has had a cartoon, and he's had video games, and movies and so it's funny because we're like all pining away for like story arcs and long format and shit and it's like he's done that yeah he really hasn't really done this self-contained thing that he's doing now where there's like almost like every single issue is just on its own and you don't really ever get arcs or whatever else and i do miss it but i'm okay i'm still reading the book i'm still entertained and maybe he'll get tired of this and he'll get back into some arcs or whatever else. But it's funny because it just dawned on me like, oh shit, like this is the self contained era. So, yeah. I, I will say I miss callbacks and stuff that reward the read, longtime readers. Like, there's less and less of that. And I'll talk about it more when we have the review because I have a few points to make there, or sure. I'll just totally forget and never mention it. Like I'll make sure you bring happens. it up because I am interested to hear your thoughts on that. Um, mo- right. Moving along then, 666 to wrap it up. <laughs> um, one more thought, maybe if this uh, series has had a theme for the last 20 to 30 issues, it's been domestically. 
uh, domesticity, I'm sorry, parenthood, routine, life as blandness, with, of course, the comic book insanity that one expects from Savage Dragon. What I'm saying, I guess, is that something is needed to upset the balance somewhat. Uh, and, so I, kind of and, and I think we cover that because, yeah, it, yep. it, it is about the comic right now is about Malcolm and Maxine trying to be parents in yeah. this crazy fucking world with these crazy fucking kids. And yeah. That's what the book's about right now. Yeah. It's it's about having a baby that can electrocute you to death. It's, yeah, what do it, you do? It, it's about being young parents and how hard it is and how much harder it is when they have electricity powers. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. Um, for readers, I do sympathize. For readers that like, you know, they want to shake up. Like this is not like you know really killing them. But you want to know what's funny is I will say this. I'll just say this. If you need a light at the end of a tunnel, like if this is not like a, a high point for you in the series, um, we've all been there. You know, Savage Dragon is a, any long format work has ups and downs for you. And uh, I was not a huge fan of the family friendly era. Boo, Raven. Boo. I know. Sorry, dude. Sorry. <laughs> it just, yeah, I wasn't I'm, a fan of God being killed by jets. Uh, yeah, that didn't bother me. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. But. But, but, oh God! Yeah, but basically, like I'm just saying, like don't worry. Like Eric gets bored quick, and he moves what on. God was he moves on. <laughs> and I, and you know what? I think the ending of this issue might be that shift you're looking for. Yeah, because I think I think Maybe. this could have ramifications. Yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll roll right along through the rest of the. Uh, there's not much from here. It's all downhill. Raymond, thank you um, very much. Um, I actually appreciate like a six question little series. Uh, so thank you. And thanks for listening. And thanks. Yeah, for man, that was well thought out questions and thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Um, next is Justin Silica. He says, is Thraka doom the greatest fight sound ever? Uh, nope. or just as equally awesome. Maxine squit sound is gross. What is you so, think? What, what, what's your favorite Craig? Uh, Rapple Orch. Mm. <laughs> I, I like the ever classic Doom, Doom, Doom. Mm. Just you... I also like the Blam when it's like a million blams. Oh, blam, 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 blam. Yeah, yeah. Now you're gonna think that I'm gonna say Bracka Badoom, right? But Bra- you thought Bracka Doom. I like Split. Split. Oh, split. right. When people explode. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good and one. Squit, Squit. I um. I associate more with the dragon squishing the wicked worm guy. Ah, yes. Same sound. A little squit. What was that? That was another good one, though, recently. Wasn't it like smop? Yeah, sput. There was one. Yeah, it's just a good one. Isn't that when, like, the, the dragon guys explode when you get dragon blood and, and you're, you just pop? You go sput. Sput. Or yeah. path. Yeah. Path. <laughs> yeah. That's Dart's head exploding when Mako punched her in the face. Path. Yeah, that's a good, like... Blood what color are Dart's eyes? Blue. One blue this way, one blue that way. It's <laughs> good. I like it. <laughs> Path. Path is an excellent one. I'm glad you brought that up. That that brings me uh, quite joy. <laughs> um, Path. Thank you, Justin. Uh, moving along, Matt Hickman says, Do you think Eric's Marvel work will lead to a crossover? <laughs> no. <laughs> That was, that was super creepy. That was a top-notch laugh, dude. Yeah. 
Jim, what makes you so Coach sure? Marvel ain't got time for this shit. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I don't think Marvel's into that kind of stuff right now. And we just lost a listener. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, hold on, though. <laughs> hold on. and Just hear me out, though. DC's way more out, out, amicable bubble these days, I'd say. Hear me out, crossovers though. all over the place. I, I just think that is there's still merit in that. Like, I still think that there's merit in... They, they clearly recognize there's merit in Eric's name. Yeah, it's, on their comics. Yeah, but I'm saying a crossover. We had an but Invincible uh, Spider-Man crossover. That was a different era, Craig. That was pre-Disney. Ah, oh, you're right, you're right. I didn't think about that. I still think that it could get people I high. didn't think about that. If I, Okay, hold on. That, I'm sorry. The fact that that happened is actually incredible. But do you know what yeah. did happen during? Nope. The- shut it down. It's done. Nope. Jim's right. I mean, I, can't listen I mean, the, no, the only kidding. crossover in like recent memory is that Attack on Titan one, and that was like that's exactly five years ago. Say. And that was a weird, like, weird tie-in thing. That I don't even know how that came about. Jim's right. This is Disney. This is corporate comics for you now. But but Ma- what Mickey I'm Mouse saying is, is, though, is that it, I mean, it's not necessarily a corporate thing because, like I said, DC is doing crossovers all over the place. They're crossing over Ninja Turtles. And Black Hammer and whatever the hell this you can get your hands on, Evil Disney. But but Marvel <laughs> just isn't. I just don't see it. You want to know what's yeah. berserk? I'm with Jim now on that. I didn't think about it that way. What's really berserk is that Marvel has the ability the ability to do a Marvel Universe crossover Star Wars. Yeah, they, they have horrible. Well, and they yeah, just won't. They they haven't done it yet. I'm just saying, and they just no, won't. That would ruin it. I, would I mean, I think so. I think the uh, Mickey Mouse showed up on a Marvel cover for the first time ever in the last year. Mm. They've been they've been really careful about cross contaminating. Why are corporations that way? It's I don't think it has to do with the corporation itself. Well, it's no, because, but it does. It's, it's because they're compartmentalized. It's like in the. It's like it's like it's like how. In comics, you have different editors for like different books. Like you have the Superman editors and the Batman editors, and they right. tend to be their own things, and they don't cross over a lot because of that. Especially during certain, uh, like during the eighties, they were really territorial. But now you're talking about the next level up with no, so, what, with but, the, what's no, the but they do them? though. Let me just explain real easy. Um, Time Warner owns the Mortal Kombat studio. Yeah. And Mortal Kombat has been like that studio has been like cashing in huge with cameos and crossovers in their yeah. fighting games. Yeah. So you had the Ninja Turtles show up. You well, had, Warner, like I said, Warner's way into it. Warner's yeah, crossovers yeah. Well, all the time. Hold on, though. Disney doesn't. Hold on though. Let's let's pump the brakes on that though. You know, Ed Boon got turned down on crossovers. He yeah. got they corporate they they own they he asked for characters that he knows Time Warner owns and Time Warner's like nah. It also might, well, it also might be because of game Joker. Right? It might be because yeah, of but... prior uh, licensing deals could also impact that sort of thing. I'm just or saying they don't want to tarnish some characters. It's super gory. I, I think it's more that they've got a they've got a licensing deal with somebody and they just they're not allowed to use them themselves. I just think that corporations because you know what? Okay, if if that doesn't sway you, Jim, even at Nintendo. Even within Smash Brothers, they said they don't have carte blanche to use whatever character they want. Well, of course not. Oh, even at Nintendo. Even at Nintendo. Well, they n- said, Nintendo has marketing concerns. I mean, they're not going to throw in more, like, uh, mother characters because... I just think they, this is a thing corporations do, dude. 
I think corporations log down characters even within their own company. It's weird, but they do that. And it's also, you know, developers might have a say, too, that they might be able to say no. This is out in the weeds. I don't think the listeners really care that much. I don't know. I think it's fascinating, but I do think that you can only guess at this sort of thing. And all I know is that DC, Warner Brothers, is more likely to do intercompany crossovers right now than than Disney is. And so, therefore, I don't think I don't see a Savage Dragon Spider-Man crossover in the cards anytime soon. Mm, I agree. Um Jim, can you read Mark Wells' question? Uh, what's up with the Johnson twins? <laughs> what do you think? I think not much else since last time. <laughs> I think there's something up with them. I gotta say, there's something up. That has got to yeah. be a huge... You know, Raymond, you were looking for a long format, like a, a spoiler shake-up. I think the shake-up's coming in the form of the ugly one. Yeah. Next supervillain. Yeah. I think about as much as likely as a Marvel crossover in, with Savage Dragon. <laughs> Instead of Overlord, he's going to be Ugly Lord. Yep. He'll get paffed very soon. Mm-mm. Nope. I think he might take over the book for three issues. <laughs> Ooh! And then the other, when it reunites, the good-looking twin like brings it together and they fight. And become one dude! One buff dude, like like their daddy. Beautiful. We just solved the Johnson twins. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> it's spooky how easy that was to come up with when we really thought about it. Agreed. Shall we go into our quick takes? Uh, those are yours. I thought we had a interesting uh, topic, didn't we? Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm jumping the gun. You almost murdered a segment. <laughs> So what do you think? I mean, we're going to see Ant and 250. What else would you like to see in issue 250? Br- brutal action. <laughs> brutal action. You think we're going to get some uh, alternate covers? I think we're going to get a blank cover. Yeah, I we think it's to. highly likely. Because the last blank cover we had was the old one. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure people will love paying $10 for the blank, though. You know they do, though, Jim. I um, know they do. That's why I blank- said it. Because the blank cover... Uh, is a chance to have Eric draw on your book. Well, not just Eric, it's anybody. Yeah, yeah. but Eric. Raven will draw some pornographic comics on your yeah, the cover of your Savage Dragon. Not you for want very much money either. I bought two copies, or not two, I bought a few copies of the blank covers of 225, yeah. and I intended to do something with it, and they're just sitting in that box. <laughs> I was like, eh, just got lazy, busy. I was like, eh, fuck it. So we know there's no Crash Zone cover, since that was a one and done, like never happen again. Apparently that was just a joke and no more. So I'm going to wish for a dirty pinup inside the book. Like, kind of uh, like... Like a threefold kind of... No, well, that would be... You amazing. open it up and it drops out like a Playboy? <laughs> that would be amazing. Of Maxine. On one side, an angel on the other. Mm. <laughs> Sounds sounds gratuitous. I love that. Oh, I, I thought that was like a groan of like uh, <laughs> ecstasy. No, uh, what's the opposite uh, of that? A groan of ecstasy. <laughs> it just got creepy uh, in a whole other way. Uh, you're very good at that, Craig. Craig O face. I've done it a lot. <laughs> try. This is off the rails. What? So, can we not talk about sex moans? Like, what do you guys want to see in 250? Oh, Legitimately. Raven blush. No jokes. 
250. What are your desires? I want a sexy pinup, and I'm not joking. Well, I hope. Go ahead. I was going to say I want another confrontation with Dart. Oh, content. That's a good one. Content. Yes, content. (laughs) I want content in my comic. (laughs) Right, right. But Dart's on the cover of the other one. Yeah, she's getting this gang of children together to die. And then I don't she'll think Darts... probably she'll probably die. Yeah, I don't think Darts your two fifty. I think it's something else. Oh, Earl, I don't, I don't mean to shit on what you want. That's not the question. I don't, no, All that's right. not what I want. I don't want Dart to die, but I feel like a Dart's going to die. Well, what do you actually want though? Like, what what would you like to see though? Seeker secrets. No, <laughs> what? Not a joke. That's a joke. Not a joke. Let's be real here, guys. No, there's got to be an artist. There's got to be something more. There's got to be an artist you wish would do. Oh a wait, pin-up. you mean there's like backups and pinups and crap? Literally, that's the way oh, I re- interpreted oh, the yeah. topic. Maybe some more. Well, anything. I mean, what yeah, do you want? Anything, see? Raven. Oh, sorry. All right, you don't have to try to control it, Raven. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not particular, to be honest. I mean, I like what I prefer. I prefer my backups to have like relevancy to the comic. I don't like you know super Same like here. random stuff. Okay, like, mm-hmm. but um, if you're gonna get anything, I mean, like, actually, what was it? Am I thinking of? Oh, I can't remember. I still want. I well, okay. Here's my dream. I mm-hmm. still want that alternate reality Paul Dragon issue two fifty story, where pretend mm-hmm. Paul Dragon has been around this entire time, and tell, do a comic about him. What? Paul Dragon? A comic about Paul Dragon? Yeah, back when we were, they were doing the merge and the reality stuff, what I okay. wanted was like a, I think uh, for even, uh, yeah, for 225, I wanted a Paul Dragon story that acted like Paul Dragon was the main character for 225 issues. Oh, that would be cool. I get what you mean. Mm. Kind of like Small Fin Dragon, like kind of like what would Eric do with Small Fin Dragon now? What would he be at? What what would he be like now? What would his status quo be? Yeah, that's real interesting. That's a real good one. Way better than Sexy Pin Up. Short order cook. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bum. But it, it made more sense when they were doing the merge and reality stuff because he kind of ceased to exist at that point. Because that was the whole... A hundred... hmm? Well, I was just... Go ahead. No, I was just thinking of something else. I didn't no, I had nothing else. As I say, it's a hundred page comic. Yeah. That's a lot of pages, man. Yeah. Like you got a full length, you know, just say like just round like twenty pages, ant twenty pages. That's only forty pages right there. Still right. sixty more pages. There's so much like I well, can't imagine. Twenty eight like, covers Frank... count. Yeah. Well Frank Fosco maybe we'll get like a monster squad with like uh Oh that'd be great. More Monster Squad would be nice, yes. I love it. Yeah. Powerhouse, Fever and Flash. Yeah. Or or a follow up with what Vanguard is up to. Yeah. What is Vanguard up to? That would be a good one to go. Uh well yeah. The SOS or Freak Force, where are they at? Yeah, dude. I would love some SOS check in. Okay. Now I'm wondering. All right, I'll if, tell you um, what I want, which is not gonna happen because it's not. Remember um, when we were doing the retro reviews on Wildstar, mm-hmm. yeah, return a Wildstar, do a Wildstar backup that's sort of like, like Al Gordon can like conclude it. I would love That'd to see cool. that. That'd, That'd be cool. Would be great. That'd be very cool. I think that was remember there for a while like there there was gonna they were teasing that maybe we'd get a we get the Mighty Man one shot from Nikos and they're like oh maybe some freak oh yeah force the, is that freak force series we were I'm wondering <sighs> if he uh, actually worked on any of that and that might be well that, part of the I mean backup. that might still be thing we don't know i would love that 
Yeah, more yeah, pre-chorus by Nick. I could imagine be that being used as a backup. Yeah, yeah, I would love that, dude. I would love like to see what like because that never did uh, materialize. I even forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those I, are good. I, we ones, got we guys. gotta see more Super Patriot being the complete dipshit when it comes to. Uh, Crying, to, uh, child raising, yeah, child raising. Yes. Stop crying and be a man, little girl. Stop crying and snap his neck. <laughs> Sometimes you need to kill for America. You know you did it right. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yourself together. Just because you see the light leave his eyes doesn't mean you did anything wrong. <laughs> There's no time for playing with dolls. We've got necks to snap. <laughs> Um, you guys really brought some good ones, so I want to like dig just a minute and try to come up with a better one. I don't want to glum check in. No, I don't want to see nah, glum for two hundred more issues. No, but you know what? I would really relish. Um, it was kind of established that the multiverse isn't completely gone, which is oh, what no. I, th- well, I thought. As soon as it merged, it started splitting again. Yep. Yeah, so I would really uh, enjoy just a nod to the multiverse. And actually, now that I think about it, I think it was only the universes that Dark Lord knew about. So ones that yep. he existed in. So like the really radically different timelines were unaffected. Yep. My brain hurts. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> well, that's it. I would just like a nod, uh, any nod, however, whatever form that takes. Uh, it'd just be cool to see a nod to the multiverse oh, yeah, in some a, way. And a follow-up to what, whoever's hand that was coming out of that grave. See, if we can't get glum, I at least want oh, that. Oh, shoot. Yeah. For the listener, explain that. Yes, yeah. Jim. Well, at the end of the Dimension X arc with uh, where Jennifer died, yep. they buried Jennifer, and then they went back to Earth, and then we see a scene where a hand comes up out of the grave. We don't know if it was Jennifer's hand, or maybe it was a baby in her belly. Could have been, you know... Uh, could have Could have been either. Because she did bone Michael Jackson, the right. Malcolm clone. Or not clone, the Malcolm from another dimension. T- time duplicate. Yep. So, it could be a dragon baby. We don't know. We It could be. It could have been Jennifer's fucking zombie hand. We don't know. So, could be anything. Hey guys, before we go to the next section, I do want to just real quick, two minutes. We forgot to mention uh, Eric's work on Marvel Comics 1000. Which was just a one pager. I thought you were going to talk about that. Fun. I thought you were going to talk about that in the quick takes. Yeah, like next. Oh, all right. Never mind. Fucking up left and right. Um, <laughs> I think we're basically done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, we're happy with whatever's in two fifty. Yep. But you guys did really good. I'm sorry that I only did sexy. But what about pain, you, but... listeners? What do you want to see in issue two fifty? You can of course email us at the savage. Well, at savagefincast at gmail dot com or leave us a message on our uh, website savagefincast.com on uh, this episode. Yes, and even comment in the Facebook group when we link this episode. If you're listening to this and you are a member of the Savage Dragon Facebook fan group, please feel free to just post your comment right in the comments, and we would love or to know. Or on Twitter at, Sa- just look up Savage Fincast on Twitter. True, we're on We Twitter. make it easy for you. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. No excuses. Tell we're us. on all your platforms. We'll we'll, t- we'll 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 read off any crazy idea. No matter how uh well, I was going I was going to say racist, but that's a little too far. <laughs> Whoa. Jim, Evil Jim has really dominated yeah. tonight. Jeez. I don't like ninjas. They're too Asian. Oh. Jim. Stop. Tacos. <laughs> Talk- <laughs> I like hot dogs and hamburgers, America. <laughs> Steaks. An army of red skulls. What's wrong with that? 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> now it's time so, for so a creepy Craig, quick take. You read some corporate comics recently. I did, and I enjoyed that. So no, I'm, I'm joking. Well, these particular comics, they have a... Well, they're better because they were written by Eric himself. Yes! Which improves things greatly. Dramatically. When, when the creator gets control. Mm. Well, it is pretty exciting to see... You know, Eric, draw a few Marvel Comics issues. It's been a while. Um, and so I feel like after um, the last, what do you call it, the Spider-Man uh, animated movie? Yep. Into the Spider-Verse. Into oh, the yeah. Spider-Verse. Eric's, like, page was featured, like, right in the beginning. I felt like, and maybe it's just in my head, but I felt like after that came out, there was a big kind of excitement for some of the retro Spider-Man it's stuff. It's almost like it was an 80th anniversary or so of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> True. But I just felt like there was kind of a little more of a reinterest in, in Eric Larson's version of Spider-Man. I don't think it was... Eric's Spider-Man is iconic and he is definitely the go-to for the era because Todd ain't coming back. But I think it was just the anniversary... And Eric wanted to draw Spider-Man, and this was a good opportunity to do it. I, don't, I think I don't think anybody went super out of their way to make this happen. I think it was just a good sequence of events. I think, uh, Jim, you might be underestimating how iconic his Spider-Man is. Um, only because uh, I know that, yeah, Todd spaghetti webbing, whatever. But it's funny when you know to look for it how much you see Eric's Spider-Man everywhere. Cover yeah. the old Nintendo game, you know, the check, the Marvel check, like, at oh, least... Yeah. Rip Marvel at least, check. Yeah, and I'm just saying, that, like, at least, like, I think a lot of people associate Spider-Man with Eric's Spider-Man, and so I think it was a bigger deal, probably, than what you're thinking, maybe. I mean, it's I, I wasn't a huge fan. When I think of that era, I put... Todd and Eric and Bagley like in the same bin. They're they're like the three of them were the were the iconic Spider-Man of the era, and I just kind of treat them the same, to be honest. Craig, opinions? Uh, I stated mine, and uh, Jim pooped all over. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess it, no, I just don't um, find Spider-Man that exciting. <laughs> I am. I'm a huge fan of Eric Spider-Man. That's. I, I, it's a lot of uh, just nostalgia. That's. I really got into comics, like hardcore, based on Spider-Man in the 330s with Eric Larson. Like it just sucked me in. So mm -hmm. I have a soft spot for that. So I get excited anytime I see his pencils on Spider-Man again. Although. I am more excited at this point in my life about Savage Dragon. I'd rather have Savage Dragon over Spider-Man. It's nice to see it. How do I explain my scrub opinion here? During that period of time when I looked at a Spider-Man comic, they all looked the same to me. Even though like five or six different people were drawing it over the, hmm. over the time period. Well, the, funny, the funny thing for me is that most people were disappointed when Larson took over for McFarlane. And I love Larson's Spider-Man way more than McFarland's yeah. and I was super disappointed when Bagley took over for Larson hmm. whereas a lot of people like Bagley so 
I don't know. I guess it just comes down to taste and when you started reading and that maybe Larson being kind of like the guy that was really on it when I started. I thought the writing at that time for Spider-Man was top-notch. Larson's was like every issue was like a new, exciting, crazy-looking character. It it was just it was just real good comics for somebody to start collecting. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. If you go back and read those issues like 330 all the way to like 350 whatever the Larson issues Mm -hmm. and imagine it as a first time reader reading comics they're just super fun exciting colorful Uh, Spider-Man's just a fun character and there's just so much going on but you don't need to know like everything Mm -hmm. it's just for me in the night like it was just perfect comics for me for for like a, a twelve year old a thirteen year old. When I think Spider Man, I think of Alex uh, Savuk and Don Hudson because they were my first Spider Man artists gotcha. during Maximum Carnage. I don't know who they are. You, you know what though? I mean, it's funny. Like that touches just on what Craig said. Is that like when you connect with a character like that makes a, a tremendous impression on you? Oh, I can imagine. And so, yeah, like... Well, I'm know, a Fantastic why... Four fan, so I'm a massive Tom DeFalco fan. And Ron Friends yeah. and... Uh, um, uh, I forget his name. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Paul Paul, uh, Paul Ryan. Paul mm-hmm. Ryan is like my, my definitive Fantastic Four artist, of all people. Because he was my Fantastic Four artist. Right. If you guys well, have any idea what I'm talking about. No, I got. I, I understand what you're saying. People can Google it anyway. Um, so, I mean, my, my thing is that, like, for me, of course, I'm, like, you know, not tremendous. I did actually thumb through these in the store, and they almost got me. They almost well, they look like, like Dragon. Were, I mean, they read like Dragon. They're basically Dragon stories with Spider-Man in them. It's just not enough content in the, unlike the Captain America, which is a whole issue. Oh, yeah, they're just action yeah. scenes. Well, oh, the, So the Spider-Man right. going big is only... 10 pages of Larson. There's a 10 page, I think Jerry Conway, Mark Bagley story in there, and then another one with Todd Knock. And uh, to be fair, and, Knock and Bagley are pretty great, so if you're into them, into Spider Man, yeah. it's probably a good book, but. It's okay. I mean. I'm a huge Tom Knock fan, and I love his art. Not, yeah, not, not, I, I like not his enough art. to buy a Spider Man one shot, but. To be honest, I was hoping that to see somebody ink Larson because we get all Larson pencils all the time in Savage Dragon that almost, I like to see other people's kind of inks on his stuff Hmm. just to see how it looks. I liked his defenders, you know, and I was hoping, you know, on a Marvel comic where it's not on Eric's dime that we would get to see somebody like ink over his stuff. And just get as a you know just a different look at his stuff. A lot of that um, happens in the anniversary issues, like one hundred, you know, the one hundred page yeah. big ones. So, yeah. I mean, good news for you is that you'll probably be getting that. Listeners, if you're new, you know, if you get to fifty, um, you'll get to see what Craig means. It's a rare treat. You don't get it often. Right. These days, anyway, you don't get it often. So, so the, the the going big issue, uh, Spider-Man going big with Larson, it was fun, but it just wasn't enough. It, it, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I, you have to be kind of a diehard Larson fan to buy it. It's nothing ground, you know, world shattering, but it, it was fun to see him with another go around with Spider-Man. I did 
what kind of did bother me about it was that he made like Larson was one of the first guys to make like the Spider-Man squint which kind of gives the character more like facial expressions and they actually kind of took that in the movie and ran with it and and actually made his eyes kind of mechanical which I think is a smart move yeah expressive Um, yeah it's very expressive I felt like he overdid it in this issue um, which I didn't care for but um, and then I don't know the, the villain Nightshade which is like some 70s villain oh she's she's cool um, she's a, I, and she's I, I she's like, usually yeah. a, she's usually a Captain America villain, so it's kind of an interesting yeah. choice. I would have rather seen like if Larson's coming back to do like a quick ten page run. I would have liked to see a more of a classic uh, villain. But we'll I say who think, you're thinking. I don't know anyone. I, who would have excited you? This is this is probably a really skeevy thing to say, but I prefer the fact that it was a female character. You skeevy, so that you know Larson can female. show all of his chops. <laughs> I get what you're saying, actually, Jim. That's what's funny. They could have brought back the femme fatales that showed up. Mm-hmm. His own like uh, female villain group that that he actually created in Spider-Man. True, but... she, he could have used like Powerhouse or used like uh, right. That was the Rapture-looking girl. They called yeah, her Powerhouse like the, in Marvel. Strong with like the mechan like the the mechanical-looking dreads. Or I guess she, I bet a lot of people oh, would prefer awesome. if we use Cataract. Cardiac. Yeah. Cardiac. 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 Yeah. That would have been cool. Anyway. Um, should we move on to Marvel 1000? Oh, yeah. There also, yeah. just, just as a note, there was a big John Day in, uh, yeah. in, the, going, in, in yep. the going big one yep. shot. So, John Day is Marvel now. Of course, he was always in Spider-Man, right? He was always showing up. <laughs> he said John Day is Marvel now. <laughs> <laughs> Disney owns. All freelance work owned by Disney. Marvel 1000. Did you get that, Jim? I I I, uh, I read it. The page, <laughs> the, the page in question. All oh, right, right. It, it's a cool comic, but I just feel like one page. So basically, Marvel 1000 for listeners who don't know, it's I don't know how many pages it is. 96 pages with 80 creative teams. So basically, it's one page each for a creative team to do something with a Marvel character. Yep. Uh, Larson does Thing and Spider-Man versus Venom. It's one page, so it's really hard to. I don't know. It, it's a fun little jaunt, but it's just one page. So I, how do I phrase this? I think it's a great idea. I think conceptually it was a great idea. I think execution was a little flaky, just because there's so many of them. Even mm-hmm, though, um, yeah. um, what's his name? Who the, who the lead writer on it was? It was a. Uh, Lead writer? Yeah, there was a lead writer on it. I forget who it was. It's um, it doesn't matter. Point is, there was a there's a there's a storyline that ran through the whole thing, not through every page, but through enough to create a narrative. Because okay. every every page was representing a a Years. a debut or a moment or something. And if I remember correctly, the uh, Larson Spider Man page was Venom. I can't remember. Maybe, I don't know if yeah. you've got the issue in front of you because I don't. I do. Uh, it should say on the page what it's what it's commemorating. I uh, know it's just 1992. Eric Larson became oh so a regular so it's celebrating himself. That Spider-Man. sounds about right. <laughs> it was Venom it was cool. beating up Thing. I mean, right? Yeah, or well, Thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of cool art though. It was cool to see. Um, uh, 
who's uh, Ron Friends on Thor, which is awesome. Steve Rude on Captain America is awesome. You know, Lightfield doing an X Force page. Uh, I don't know. There's a, a lot of cool different like artists on it, which is fun. I mean, and it's kind of fun to glance through. I didn't. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't read every single page. Right. <laughs> and I, and I think as a challenge for writers and artists, I think doing a doing a one page story is enough of a challenge to to make it an interesting experiment. Whether or not yeah, it succeeds yeah. or not is another question. But and I think yeah. it, it really depends on the creator. I mean, some people they can't do it. That's not enough space to tell quote unquote a story. But, yeah, but I think Eric's is. I mean, think he. I think he's got the chops, and he did it. He told the entire action scene in like three right. panels. Anything with like fifty-two panels on one page, I'm just skipping. Yeah, that see, page. that's like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Right. Or and it happens in that. So I don't know if it was a success, but you know, whatever. I was kind of flipping through it and looking more at the art at that point. Alan Moore says because I just feel like a compelling not... story in four pages, you're not very good. Right. It's true that short stories are the hardest. So, shall we move on, then, to the meat and potatoes? Yes. Wait a minute. You mean the remains and bones? Um. <laughs> no, I mean the meat and potatoes. All right, well, Savage Dragon 246, dear listeners. The Scourge strikes out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't the, think the, that's the, a title, Raven. The Scourge strikes. Yeah, yeah, that's a ticket. Yeah, yeah. He, he strikes. Yeah, yeah. Not strikes out. My bad. Uh, I can't stand how Larson only draws guys flailing their fists around on the cover. <laughs> that comment. Uh, two guys punching at the same time. How? What are you, what are you guys talking oh, about? Oh, we're making fun of people on uh, the Facebook who were uh, making comments about uh, Savage Dragon and Eric Larson on the uh, yeah. new issue release because uh, they are chumps. Yeah, yeah. There were some real chumpy comments. Um uh, one of them was like, oh, two guys punching at the same time. How can that fight? Clearly, Malcolm is taking a punch in the face and as flailing. he misses a swing. So it's, it's kind of like... It's not their fault. Comics don't look like this anymore. <laughs> really? Really. I mean, it's a fight. Like, like it's a pretty basic... Like, Scourge is punching Malcolm in the face. and every, every, every cover is like a portrait now. It's like a You're family portrait. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. You're not wrong. Pinup, pinup covers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That don't pertain to the interiors. Yeah, I get you. Sorry. I think this cover's Sorry. fucking. Sorry, we're going real negative here. I know that isn't the actually the case. There are a lot of great covers out there. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I think dismissing this one because it's two guys hitting each other is like the dumbest thing I've read all day. Yeah, and especially since this is a baller cover. Like, anytime you get the uh, screen tone Starfield, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, the way the city is like a perspective orb, it's just fucking great. This is a fucking great I, and cover. And I love the, the the glowy city, kind of how it fades into the darkness. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, dude. This cover is... Mm, love it. And then we flip this bad boy open, and... Again, you're treated with just a fantastic visual of Scourge just blasting the shit off of that. Just the, the way the blast is flying off the page. Ah, oh, it's so good, dude. He's such a strange character. He's weird as shit. Yeah, he's got <laughs> chain mail and he's got teeth. 
And he's got like just raggedy boots and just torn up cape, but yet he's like a guy in there, supposedly. It's a guy right? in there. It's a, it's a man in there. He's got claws and sharp teeth. He's a and look at the hair. Like the hair on the arms. The and hair yet, is prosthetic. Yeah, he's got hairy arms, but it's is it not it, is that his real it's arms? It's all suit. That's what's wacky. That's what's so cool about Scourge. See, it's it, uncle- it's unclear if he's like also genetically modified or if it's literally just a, a suit because it's unclear. Because uh, I don't know. Doesn't he ha- doesn't he get all the spittle on his teeth and stuff? Yeah, the it's teeth a, like the teeth make spittle. Don't you have a Halloween mask that makes spittle? No. Yes, my spittle mask. <laughs> you just load it up before you go out, and then it's really intimidating. My favorite I candy. inject the spittle juice on the side compartment. <laughs> My favorite candy, Spittles. <laughs> Feces, pieces. <laughs> Gross, dude. And no, Hooten, and then and, and Zoots. Who else could it be? And I love. I was going to say, like the visual feast just fucking doesn't stop. Like this scene of this double page spread of him blasting the shit out of Captain Tootsie. I thought for sure cr- Captain Tootsie was going to die here. Yeah. Gonna, he, but his spaceship gets gonna get, shot up. Now that that's all that dangling plot thread. Yeah, the Rocketeer is gone. No dude. more space. No space adventures, I guess. Rest in peace, Rocketeer. We hardly knew ye. Run for your lives. <laughs> it's good though. Scrackababoosh. I guess they were keeping it at the Gene Tech Laboratories, which I I thought Scourge had already blown up. I guess they had other locations. So yeah, and is uh, Captain Tootsie working for them now? He seems to be, or at least he's consulting. Yeah, I mean, I mean they had his ship, so I guess maybe he was just involved with that. Well, even though he plays down in this issue, like he didn't build the ship, so he's not smart enough to have built a ship. But he was smart enough to fucking repair it, which is still pretty dang smart. There's a lot of so, duct tape and. and bubblegum it's a lot of smarts yeah so i'm just saying like that would be a guy a guy who is smart enough to like you know repair alien technology and make it workable eh, that's pretty damn smart dude i mean think how many people on earth can work on space vessels like here in the real world like very little <laughs> so yeah captain tootsie would probably fit in well at a place like a, a gene a genetic laboratory or something Working on space vessels. Yeah. But it's good. This whole sequence is awesome. Like, I get his ass handed to him. That's a hilarious exchange where he's like, Now you face, now you face <laughs> Captain Tootsie. So what? <laughs> Thrack smacks him to a wall. And, everything and that's when I thought he died. Him. You but thought he was yeah. Thrack doomed. Scraboosh. I love it, dude. He didn't eat his tootsie roll in time. Farron Delgado lettering the shit out of this. Yes, good stuff. And for that, I will destroy you! Yeah, so he's pissed off that, you know, his old gene tech business is screwing him. Yeah, and for new listeners, basically that's his origin. Like, he... Was a kettlefish crawhorn, craw What is it? Crawdad Ke- kettle dad. Crawdad kettlefish, but like uh, he basically was the uh, kooky 
founder of this uh, genetic laboratory, and they sort of just voted him out of the company because nobody liked him. And uh, he went nuts and built a super suit from his uh, gene tech laboratories and destroyed the shit out of it. And so here we see him destroying the shit out of gene tech laboratories once more. Um, jump forward to the birthday party, Maxine's birthday. So fantastic! I'm slightly Maxine. unclear about this. Lay it on us. Did she fart that cake out? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> she like blew it out. Right with a fart. Right. What? She jumped up on the table and farted the cake candles out. No. no. Why is no. she on the table? Because she's drunk. She jumped on the table after. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like your version. <laughs> yeah, there would have been a sound effect, dude. There, Nobody cares. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, she farts on it. Everyone still wants to eat the cake. No, but dude, red faced like like the coloring she over the cake and like her breeze like put it out. No, it's just she blew it out and then jumped on the table. Hmm. Like I assume that like she just blew it out. Like see the lines, like the. Yeah. Yeah. I just think she just blew it out. Yeah, jumped up on the table and bowed. I love that you think that she farted it out, though. That's fucking great. Um, The coloring. I just want to take a moment to say there is some extra juice in the coloring this issue. There is. There's what we call in the trade shading. Rendering. Rendering. When it's color, it's rendering. And it's beautiful. I love there's some rendering going on in Malcolm's face in the Two opposite page. Tones. Oh, the top corner yeah. panel, yeah. like right after uh, Maxine crashes, like that sound effect. Yeah. That that uh, panel of his face is great. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling well, you, like cheekbones, shiny lips. Well, well, I, well, I noticed that Maxine's flush in the second panel of the birthday party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of like nice. Like so, basically, we, we've been gotten used to like a lot of this being just flats, mm-hmm. with just uh, you know relying on the the the, sh- the hatching and the shading to do the do the work, right? But uh, now it looks like there's more going on. Yeah, well, that that um, shot in the previous pages too with Captain Tootsie getting smacked in that panel. That's mm-hmm. some great coloring there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like this whole issue, like visual feast, like soak it in, man. Um, even on Scrooge's face, like just all the work that's gone into like the light from his blast, you know, on the I will destroy you panel, like just, oh, there's so much good shit going on in this, dude. This is a good issue. Like as we go through, I'll try to like, you know, point out that exemplary stuff. But yeah, man, there's good things. You know, Maxine gets drunk and she's acting like a fool and PJ shows up. You notice though that she's getting wasted more and more often now. Yes, it's a, it's not just like the, she's the sex. Probably thing. Like, an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it started what maybe with the episode with the the birthday party with the yep Amy. Yep. Yeah, and now it seems like that's her thing. And the bad thing is that she still seems super duper promiscuous when she's drunk. Yes, it right. seems almost. Only when she's drunk. Yeah, bingo. And so, yeah, this has, like, you want to talk about, like, story ramifications. Like, I think that's the difference. Like, okay, so to touch back on, like, when Raymond was talking, he was like, oh, you know, we're fucking, like, I think that's the thing. Like, there's your arc. Like, it's not about recurring villains at this point in time. 
it's like the growth and change in their life and relationship. Like their relationship is really kind of like the forefront and like that's not really good what Maxine how she's coping. That's not really good. Right. What's up with the freak out? Or the PJ bringing the freak out. Um to nullify the baby. Take the lightning Yeah, take the lightning out. Yeah. But that's different from the blood. Correct. Yes. To, for Maxine. Yeah, the immortality blood is was taken from PJ uh, a long time ago. That's why he's able to age up. And he gave it to Maxine as a gift so she could have immortality. But the freakout is something freshly requested. He smuggled it into Canada as a birthday gift. And uh, it is for the baby, we assume. Yes. Although, wouldn't the freakout nullify the immortality, technically? Yes. So there's, you know, that risk. But freakout, uh, current status is illegal in Canada. Uh, no, it's illegal in Canada. Well, that's what I said. No, he you, you said legal. No, I said illegal. All right, we'll play it back later. Go ahead, listeners. Liar. Listeners. Liar. If I said Liar. illegal, hashtag Raven was right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, at any rate, yeah. Uh, you notice old Malcolm, who promised to be a bit uh, better behaved, also takes advantage of the situation, you know, right there at the birthday party. Smup, smup, smup. <laughs> So, yeah, maybe things, you know, this is not really the best development for Maxine and Malcolm. I love that last panel, PJ, Angel, and Thunderhead. Uh, is she always like this? Nah, sometimes she asks me to join them. Then Thunderhead is like, I thought we were going to eat cake. No, that's not Thunderhead. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, no, it's the it's kid. It's Jack. Gotcha. It is funnier to think of it as Thunderhead. <laughs> it's like the fart cake. Like, it is funnier. <laughs> Thunderhead. I thought we were going to eat Thunder cake. blobby Thunderhead in the background. Wimpy, wimpy, narrow, small shoulders Thunderhead. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I'm telling you, May, dude. May is bae. He's always slouchy. She keeps him... She slouchy head. Keeps him on a short leash. Um... Captain Tootsie in the wreckage, dude, looking like a badass when he gets up. That's a pretty badass, like, line. I love, like, that's actually kind of cool for a not really, like, what you think cool character. Like, he's like, where is he? He just flew away. He escaped. Oh, he flew away, but he didn't escape. I'm like, oh, dude, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Captain Tootsie. So, yeah, kind kind of a cool moment. Even Captain Tootsie can be a badass. Can, can we just stop? Like, this is a Tootsie Roll mascot. Yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. I don't know. It's good. And then what's cool is it like, and it's funny because, again, I think the coloring is working its ass off here to really, it's cool. Like, there's something just to flip the page in this sequence with PJ and Kind of got the watercolors look yeah. on these guys. Well, yeah. uh, I don't think it's watercolors. It looks like markers to me. It looks like Copex. If that mm-hmm. means anything, yeah, the manga markers. I yeah, guess. but ironically, manga markers are well known for getting watercolor-like effects. So you're uh, both right. Okay, you're both right. Yeah, they blend is the thing. You lay right. down one and it blends in layers. So yeah, you're both right. Watercolors, Copics, it's the same kind of a achievement. But yeah, it's really pretty. It's really awesome. 
And we learn important, an important, 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 or do you not think it's important fact right here? Maxine's immortal. Ma right. She waited till her 25th birthday to take the immortality blood PJ had. Are not immortal. Immortal's wrong. For listeners, no, she can die. Accurate. Well, no. She, she's she can die, but she she'll can... never get older. Yeah, she's ageless. Ageless, right, Young right. forever. There you go. She'll yeah. forever be a 90-pound lightweight. Forever young. Forever young. You know, unless all the be. half a dozen ways to depower yourself happen. Well, in this world... what? <laughs> Okay, there's three. I was going to say, in this world, being, like, uh, timeless, it doesn't really buy you a lot of safety. No, at all. Like, you can get fucking killed real easy in Savage Dragon. So, right. it's cool that she'll always be this age, but, man, she's no safer. I don't understand why she always wants to be that age, though, because Malcolm ages. Don't, well... Yeah, but he'll yeah, but, he'll be youngish for a long time. Yeah, I was gonna say, look at his dad. Like until he got like the chosen one powers sucked out of him, he could have passed for someone young and virile. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't start looking all old and gritty and shitty until the end. Like, let's put it this way: Malcolm will look like an Adonis probably until he's like fifty or sixty. Yeah. So, I don't know. Question, fellas: Would you take the blood? Probably, if only only because you can die. So if I yeah. decide to check out in a couple hundred years, it'd be yeah. fine. Bingo! Yes, yeah, that's the answer. You know, if it's the other kind of immortality where you're living through the heat death of the universe, not so much. Yeah, that's not Bingo. good floating around in space for millions of years. That's that's a bad time. <laughs> or thrown in a pit of like uh, lava or acid, and you're just in there forever suffering. Yeah, incinerated that's... to ash, and then you just live as ash for the rest of time. You guys put a lot of thought into Yeah, this. immortality sucks, dude. Yeah, immortality can be a curse. Always wish for teleportation. Well, dude, this timeless this timeless thing, that's the immortality you want. Because like you said, if you just like want to get your ticket punched, you can. Or worse, you get the you get the you get the immortality without the ageless part, and then you're just an old person forever. Oh, fuck that. Older and older and older. No, 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 dude. Until you're like Texas Chainsaw Massacre grandpa. Mm, or older. Ooh. <laughs> um, before we leave that page, can I just say, I don't know why, but I really like the pattern thing on Maxine's shirt. Yep. Like kind of like the, the circle pattern. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice, kind of neat. Hmm. And the coloring, dude. You want to talk about, okay, you want to talk about a, a page where the coloring is just kicking fucking ass. The panel of Malcolm and Tootsie at the top of the demonoid crater. Yep. That's cool, dude. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Like the, the sunset. Yeah, you like you'd see it on the leaves and the trees. I will stuff. say this. Eric, I assume, is still drawing twice up. Maybe not. We Because these, we have are, some, confirmation these are some squiggle this was, people. We have a confirmation this was worked on in some tight tight conditions. Oh, that might explain uh Tootsie's head here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it's cool because I love Eric Squiggle people, but these are real Squiggle people, or at least Tootsie is. Dragon Malcolm looks okay. Yeah, yeah. We 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 kind of have a social media confirmation that this one was uh, kind of like um, 
knocked out in fast fashion. Remember the quote, like, I could do an issue every week. <laughs> yeah. So, he's like, the dangerous thought of thinking you can actually do that. Yeah. See, I don't know if this one was twice up. But at any rate, Tootsie and Malcolm, they, they track, uh, they track Scourge to the demonoid layer, which just, Malcolm just, just tell the audience, just to let the audience know, so they don't think I'm a, a, as much of a dick as I always sound like. I'm not complaining <laughs> that they're squiggle people. I'm saying I'm impressed that Eric right. can get so much out of so few lines. Oh, listen, dude, like listeners, yeah, he's not being a dig bag. Like those are that's like some solid cartooning, because the more you can convey with minimal effort, the better. And this little page of, or like this little page, this page of Malcolm and Tootsie at the uh, in the demonoid crater, they're maybe the size of your thumb. And so to get that much personality out of a drawing that's that small, yeah. like yeah, like, it's pretty good. Like with so few detail, you can totally tell Tootsie's holding like a remote in his hand, right? And it, well, it, on, yeah. On top of that, like let's talk about like if you're just drawing like two guys staring down into a big rock hole, like normally that would be a pretty boring fucking panel, but like the composition on this page is fucking rock solid, dude. Like, it's a cool page. Like, there's the way he did the rough shadows as it goes down into darkness. And then it's complemented by, like, the big swoosh, the flow of the crater itself. Like, yeah, no, it's it's good cartooning. It's fucking awesome. Um, but just, like, story point-wise, like, Malcolm immediately thinks it's weird that Scourge is down there. Like, he's like, Scourge and the Demonoid Liar? Eh, I don't know, that's weird. And Tootsie's like, nah, hootin' zoots, dude. I tracked him. He's down there. So, and then we have probably the funniest exchange in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great exchange. This is classic, dude. This is a classic Savage Dragon moment. Someone else do it. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, no, no. I like. I, I feel like you need to, to do it. Do it. it. It's basically, you know what, Malcolm's sort of like... <laughs> Malcolm's like... Um, yeah, so uh, what's the deal with you and those kids? <laughs> and Tootsie's like, what? what? They're from they're my fan club, you know, like Captain Marvel's. And he's like, no, no, I just think it's kind of weird that you hang out with children all the time. People talk. Tootsie doesn't even know what he means. <laughs> he's like, talk? Talk about what? Yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> he's like, talk about what? I don't know. After, after uh, the accusations about Michael Jackson... People just assume anybody who hangs around with kids is some kind of pervert. And <laughs> Tootsie says, What? That's ridiculous. Why, why, that's ridiculous. People these days are, they're disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> just good, dude. Dude, even before that, I thought it was funny when he confesses that he didn't build the ship. <laughs> it's like, why are you going to lie about it? Yeah, just wanted to impress those kids he hangs out with all the time. I do think it's funny, too, a really subtle, um, like, difference between Tootsie and uh, Malcolm is Malcolm's using his cell phone as a flashlight. He is. I'm pretty sure Tootsie is just using a flashlight. He's not shooting a laser out Uh, of his hand, sure. I mean, it just got way more light than than a cell phone. So I think it's cool. That's a really subtle touch because that's, you know, what you would do if you're from modern times. You would use your cell phone as your flashlight. Meanwhile, Tootsie is equipped and has an actual flashlight, so it's neat. Um, that kept not to be too on the nose, but like Tootsie literally mentioning Captain Marvel 
Yeah. That that's what made me think. I was like, oh, well, you know, there you go. He's he didn't do the Mar the Captain Marvel Savage Dragon crossover, but like we're getting that moment right here. I mean, don't forget Doctor Savannah showed up like two issues ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I think it's funny too. The uh, again, you get more like this issue. Um, really solid, like the contrast between Tootsie and Malcolm. Because when Malcolm drops in the hole as the cave caves in beneath them, <laughs> Malcolm says, Shit! <laughs> and Tootsie says, Hootin' Zoots! <laughs> mm. So, really, you know, solid, solid, solid. Like, honestly, I like their chemistry together. Like, I think they have a really funny thing together. Like, the way they're. Even the whole thing, like, where Malcolm's like, you killed a lot of people, and Tizzy's like, and my ship. Yeah, he keeps bringing his ship up the whole time. It was funny. I just thought, and I thought that uh, Captain Tizzy really delivered the comedy gold. Yeah, definitely. I I really gotta say, I love the colors. Like, really, like, the, the hues of purple and grays, like, down in the cavern. Yes, dude. Is, and... The coloring of, of Mount, like the characters, it just it, it really it just nailed it. This issue, yes, and even the uh, back on the Hoot and Zoots shit page, um, there's a beautiful like change from the top of the panel where like the lights, it's all like warm oranges and lights to like yeah. as they fall down and like Malcolm loses his phone, it's all blue, it's darker. Oh, it's, so good. Yeah. it's good, dude. It's so good. I love how like the orange hue like continues to the panel below it, like it looks like continuous. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I was gonna make a whole talk about that, but it's a little bit pointless. Well, go ahead, dude. Well, I was, I was gonna opinions. I, I was gonna say color tangent. Oh, <laughs> because because I think it's okay. It works though because they're falling. Yeah, right? I do but too. It seems like they're like falling through a, like a colored uh, a lit space and then into a darker space. I don't know. It's it's. I'm not gonna say it's you know weird or anything, it's but just... I, I think they are. They're they're more from like the higher up, but it going but, down d- darker and darker. But yeah. if you notice in the top panel, it's darker above them. And they're falling into the light, and then they're falling out of the light. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, well, like yeah. they're falling into a bright spot and then falling out of it. I don't know. Like I said, well, it's hard, hard to describe. Tootsie clearly drops his light. I don't. Well, I'll be honest. I don't know what the light source is in this. It could but, be. It could be his drop flashlight. Maybe. But but it could be his light. But like, uh, <laughs> no. We. I think we literally see his light flying out of his hand. His left hand. I don't know what the light source is, but I will just say that I like. Oh shit! We're so stupid, dude. This could have even been Scourge blasting them. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because why would the floor just suddenly cave underneath them? Hmm. The weight of their bodies? I don't know. Eh, you're right. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I, like I don't know. I just wanted to say color tangent, like that means anything. <laughs> I get what you mean, Jim. I No, it does mean. I get what you're meaning. I just like it. <laughs> if that, if, I, like, if, I was just going to say if that means anything. <laughs> I do like the, the exchange between Malcolm and Scourge, where you think they're just going to automatically go into, like, fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. And then Malcolm just kind of talks to him, kind of like getting him to realize that he fucked up and he's screwed now. I, I like how he's, but, you know, Malcolm calls him a cut rate cl- overlord. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just coming right out and shitting on our dreams. 
And then, I mean, there's kind of like a little hint of what's to come because right. they're, they're about ready to fight, and Scourge is like, no, wait, wait, it doesn't have to end like this. Not here, not now, up there. And he's like, up there? I don't think so. So he's like, he keeps saying, not here. So it's like he's trying to, like, keep him away from something. Well, he doesn't want he doesn't want him, yeah, yeah, down in the cave fighting. He's like, not in the cave. No, no, let's fight up there. And Malcolm, of course, it's funny because Malcolm immediately – you know, draws in on that sense that that doesn't make. He's like, no, we're going to fight down here, dummy. Like, you know, you, we're going to destroy a lot of shit. Like, we're not fighting up there. And there's your preview. There's your there's your spoiler to the end, you know, little foreshadowing there. Um, I just want to say coloring-wise and panel-wise, the uh, drooly scourge mouth is awesome. Yeah. I think the, spit, the spittle is sweet. And I do think it's funny that he called him, uh, what do you say, you throw together an outfit with a spook face. It's funny, too. Funny just sort of nod on that. And then we get the uh, the page flip. You know, the no, the shock. So Malcolm sticks his finger, points at him, and just pushes it right through his chest cavity, basically. Finger bang. <laughs> <laughs> Tootsie's just like you. You killed him, which is this is. I I have no idea where Eric's gonna go with this because now Malcolm just accidentally killed him. Looks like he wants to cover it up. Yeah. He's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, peace. Yeah. No one has to know. Help me bury the body, Tootsie. <laughs> get a shovel. Yeah. You're not going anywhere, Tootsie. I got kids to feed. Yeah, start digging. You dig two. <laughs> Unless you want to dig two graves, you're going to help me dig one, Tootsie. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say, um, this is kind of the uh, like the, the the big change I was alluding to earlier in the podcast. Uh-huh. Malcolm is essentially a murderer now. Basically. And Tootsie's a witness, so how is this going to shake out? Is Tootsie's naivete going to come back and bite Malcolm in the ass? Well, that is actually a building thread um, throughout the years, even. And it's funny because we were talking about... No, okay, so full full disclosure. My first reaction to seeing Scourge die, especially in such an easy way. I mean, was, power oh. armor. Yeah, I was not happy. Yeah, At I first, agree. You, the, the whole point is he's wearing power armor. Exactly. Bingo! And, and in such an easy... It seems like Malcolm... Because it's funny. He's like his fingers in front of him in the one panel... Uh uh-uh. uh, and then the next minute, it's his hand just goes through. Yeah, he just, just kind of taps him. He goes, "Whoops!" Yeah, it seems like oops. Uh, well, this is Savage Dragon. There's nothing saying that that's the real scourge. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, there's a lot of ways it could go. That could be, and remember, we're dealing with a guy that fucking makes genetics, and like this guy could do any right. anything could happen, right? However, right. you know, let's take it at face value for a minute. I'm just going to, because I'm just talking about like what I felt. Like at first I was like, oh no, dude, accidental murderer did it again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Yikes, gulp, I killed another fella. I don't know my own strength. Hey, hey, (laughs) boo-boo. But here's the funny thing is like you said, Jim, I actually arrived at the same conclusion. I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's your like potentially years long buildup is it's like, it's been a thing that Malcolm fucking does, like, for a Mal- while. Malcolm murders. Yeah. He loves it. 
careful son. Well, he definitely deaths a solution to handle shit. Like well, Malcolm's. I think what's important here is I, I really get the impression that Malcolm was scared, like legitimately terrified of this guy, because yeah, he, he did almost kill him. He though. almost killed him. He almost killed Angel. So this guy's legit, and I think Malcolm's just sick of getting blown in half. Yeah, well, a lot to lose, you know. Wife, kids. Um, at the same time, Tootsie's reaction is surprising. Like he, you know, like you said, he's not really, he's not really like, yeah, well, yeah, he was a fucking dick, you know. You're right. Let's get out of here. Like he's like, dude, he's got a family. What about his friends? Like we gotta get him, we gotta get him a funeral. And it's like, whoa, that is kind of weird. Like I'm pretty so, sure he just murdered all those people. <laughs> so yeah potentially you're right like who knows like tootsie's the wild card here who knows if anything's gonna really come of this nothing could come of this it's funny like nothing could come of this but at the same time like if something comes from this it's kind of a weird and different build-up for savage dragon right because it has been a thing like they have been like dude you know you kill people a lot you kill people a lot, and he's like, even even Dragon told him, he's like, you know, son, you kill people a lot, and I and I've spit coins through people's foreheads, <laughs> right. so you know I know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, I don't know, just that that's that. At first, I was like, oh no, dude, Scourge got chumped out, dude, chumped out, chumpy death, like a chumpy death, but it could I, lead to cool things. I gotta believe there's something more. I can't. Uh, I don't want to give up on that fact. So my main gripe with Savage Dragon lately is what we've been talking about—kind of the the day-to-day, one-and-done issues—and I really, 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 really miss like the interconnectivity. And I feel like Eric's kind of dropped a good opportunity with like the demonoids. Like the demonoids frustrate the shit out of me because they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, like all right, so say with Atlantis, there was, like, the Atlantean king, yep. which was a cool character, or, um, I don't know, like, the Bug Riders had a leader. Like, I just felt like there was, like, cool leaders or characters that came out of these groups, and I just feel like the demonoids are just, like, just rando guys that keep appearing that, like, I have no care about them. Like, there's nothing that makes me care about the characters. Like, the the guy that, um, you know, raped Maxine or whatever, like, he was in one issue, maybe two, and then dead. And it's like, man, it missed such an opportunity to have, like, a demonoid leader that's been around now for 20 issues or whatever it's been. I just, I just feel like he's missed opportunities to make these like villains that I care about, and and that has been the ongoing issue is a lack of villains you care about because this keeps happening. For sure, sh- right. for sure. Um, now, say there was a, a a king demonoid that Malcolm's been fighting all this time. Well, now that demonoid king has like blackmail evidence against Malcolm. Like, oh, I saw. I'll go to the media. Guy, you know says I mean? the giant horn <laughs> yeah. monster. Well, whatever. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I just feel like you're missing, like, the kind of leader character with the demonoids that makes it interesting. Like, yeah, you can have a bunch of nameless demonoids, but without the one or two characters, like, uh, who was the guy that was with, like, uh, there was, like, Dark Lord and all, like, the the devil dog guys. But then there was, like, uh, Rackham, which was kind of, like, the leader there. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's not there should be like one or two recognizable demonoid guys that reoccur. Demonoids to make it feel. Demonoids are a really um, bizarre element. Um, I don't not like them. Like like you don't like them, but like I I kind of like I do like them, and I'm really more interested in like what the hell's going on with them. Um, they're in a weird place because they can be so different. Like demonoids can be stupid and like caveman like. And then demonoids can also be articulate and even talk and, like, whatever else. So well, they're weird. that's why I feel like it's directionless. Like, I don't know. I understand I mean, how much is that, like, by design and how much of that is, like, we just need some throwaway characters. I don't know. But uh, I just, you know, I'm not a fan, like, as of now. And they just keep appearing. So let me toss this just, at you. Let uh, me throw this at you. They're not fun. Here's a question. Um, we do know... From in demonoid culture, test my memory here. Tell me if I'm right. When you kill uh, the like mate, um, you claim the like demonoid partner. Is that we learned that in a previous issue back in Chicago when Malcolm killed the one cannibal demonoid? The demonoid woman is like, "Well, I'm yours now." Is that not correct? I believe so. All right. So story wise. Um, just let's just say it because I'm talking about it. Like the partners, they come, some of them look pregnant and I'm just saying you have to assume that Scourge, when he went down and killed, uh, the demonoid, he was like, he's like, no one attacks my city. And he like, you know, roasted all the demonoids down there. And then like his, his idea, he's like, can I just stay down here? I just want to stay down here, guys. Let me stay down here. I get the feeling that Scourge was uh, shacked up with these demonoids, right? Oh, what was your first hint? Was it their pregnant bellies? <laughs> well, the point I'm making is that, you know, the directionless demonoids that might have... There's enough direction for, like, potentially apply here. Like, Malcolm killed Scourge. If Scourge was shacked up with all these things, like, now they're going to, like, want him to be their leader. Or they're going to want, like, him to, like, or they're going to feel like they belong to him. Like, what comes of that? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like, you know, I, I'm not going to, abs- I'm not shitting on what you're saying at all, Craig. Like, I feel like, yeah, I get it. Like, I get your frustrations. I feel like they are enough of an element, for me at least, that they're an interesting just part of the book. I like them better than the, remember the uglies, how frequent they were for a while? Right. Yeah, but you had, like, I felt like with the uglies, you had, like, characters that were discernible. Well, like, whether it was the little girl or it was that other big fat guy with the that got, like, cut in half with the chain or whatever. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. I thought they were generic, more generic than demonoids. I mean, the, 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 uh, the uglies were so generic that, think about it, Bud Ugly is, like, the most generic character, and now there's a whole group of them. Yeah, like the, for a while, like almost every guy, like we talk about generic guys, almost every guy was like a butt ugly, like knockoff, like a shitty butt ugly. And so, yeah, but but at least the demonoids had an agenda. They were like guys that were mutated and they were they needed the freak out. They had like the a plight. Huh? I mean, the ugly. What right? I said, what you did said I say? Demonoids. Oh yeah, the uglies. Like they well, you had, know what? I, for, like, I forgot reason. about all that plot with the with the chemicals in the water and she dragging getting transformed into a monster. And then Malcolm. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right, Malcolm. Malcolm. Like they needed the freak. Yeah, out. In fact, that's the last time we saw the the junior VC kids. Was that during that arc? I think. Maybe I'm wrong. So you don't think that this whole like ownership of all these demonoid women? You don't think that's kind of a cool, interesting? I well, think it's, it could be. be. But we'll see. I'm not like putting all my hopes into it. We'll see because I just feel like every time the demonoids have showed up, like I just. I feel like it's just a big battle against a bunch of demonoids and like there's no there's nothing that really goes with it. They come up out of the ground, they fight them and then they go back. Here's a question. I feel like you kind of answered it already. But so you said that what would help for you is recurring demonoids and a demonoid kind of leader. What else would you like to see from them? I I would like their to them to be fleshed out a little more like what is their what's their goal what's the reason well, like their goals like, what, they what actually they have an they? established goal they're they're being driven out of the deep earth they they're trying to take over the surface because something down below is driving them out and that is what's not been followed up on is whatever's well, been they did driving them out they did for a while remember they had like fucking like Golems and gnomes and volcano people. Yep, yep. <laughs> that and was a crazy end. ass double page spread. And we haven't seen any more of that in ages. And that's the that yeah. is the interesting conflict is that conflict that's been going on under the surface of the earth, which is causing all these monsters to come out of the, out of the ground. Yeah, I think that there could also potentially be a big shakeup too. I mean, like ima- if it, imagine if, like, there was an underground war and, like, Malcolm got drafted into it and had to go through this big subterranean arc, bet, learn, learning the different sides of the conflict. And Well, see, I would be down with that. But if it's just another demonoids come up out of the ground, fight with Malcolm, and then go back down into the ground, eh, I, I've seen that. Savage enough. Dragon does like, Warlord I, or something. <laughs> and the next... The next issue, the solicitation, is he fights the Demon King, yes. right? Which is some guy we've never seen before. Exactly. Uh, presumably. Really? I thought the next issue was Modern Warfare. No, it's the Demon King. It's the one where all the guys are looking at their cell phones. Yeah, that's Modern Warfare. Oh, but that is the Demon King on the cover. Yeah, the solicitation is that he the, the, the deadly Demon, Demon King. King. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He's fighting a demonoid on the cover. No, he's flying through the... Oh, he is. Okay, I get the fist. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, what Demon King? I was like, there's no Demon King, it's the fist, right? Okay, never mind. I'm an idiot. Isn't that cover just a fist knocking him over people with a phone? No, hold on, look it up. Okay. I'm well, 90... Hold on, I I'm a dumbass. Sorry, listeners. Sorry. Larson has all the covers here. I just gotta find it real quick. Savage Dragon 247. Alright, let's see. So, we're... So that's the Demon King? Let's take a look. Oh, that's the Demon King? Okay, alright. Hey, you know what? Sorry, guys. I got a shitty memory. <laughs> All I, The only thing that stuck out was the people on their phones and Malcolm Fire. You were looking down me. just like they were. I was, dude. Uh, meta. <laughs> well, Craig, I'm not going to say you're wrong, dude. Um, I mean, part of what I like is the mystery and intrigue. Like, here, they're just a persistent force underneath the earth. Um... But yeah, I could see where you felt that way. That's fine. What about you, Jim? How are you feeling about these demonoids? I mean, I'm a similar opinion. I find them generic and boring, and when they could be otherwise. So. Well, question then. Gotta, Gotta wonder then. With the 
deadly demon king, you think he's going to, and what is very likely, do you think he's going to get iced in the next issue and that'll just be the end of the demonoids? Don't know. But yes, I believe he will get iced. Would that be disappointing to you then as a resolution, or would you like to see that introduce more depth? I, I would like to see it be Demore, yeah. I don't want the Demonoid story to end, but I also don't want the Demonoid story to continue if it's going to, you know, keep being just generic. Uh, uh, sorry, that's not the right word. Um, fodder. Being fodder enemies. I hate fodder enemies. Especially when they all look alike. I think it's because... They're floppy dongs. I think they look cool. (laughs) So I'm kind of like more... There's more variety in them. See, I don't... I don't don't think there's any more or less variety than the Bud Uglies. I mean, they're all various combinations of demon appearances. They got... Some of them got skull faces, some of them got horns, but they're all red. At least they're more interesting. Like, the Uh. Bud Uglies were just fin-eared with, like, black eyes and fangs. And these guys have different, like hooves some of them are like real strong some of them have like crazy animal looking heads mm. like i think these are better but i get it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight it like you guys feel how you feel so that's fine you know what um so chicken butt <laughs> i'm just gonna say like um you seem both everybody seemed pretty happy with the issue uh this resolution like where you know scourge eats it so easy I will just say, Craig, back, taking it back to what you said, I'm holding out hope that our man has some backup plan. Or something. Like, he gets the fuck up and, like, that hole heals in his chest or something. I'm hoping, my hope, never mind the whole, like, dissatisfaction with the demonoids. Like, dudes, I don't want fucking the ride to be over for Scourge. So, basically, the Tootsie-Malcolm exchange was kind of shitting on him being like a new overlord basically so I hope he just fucking comes up with something else like be more evil I don't know like come up with some other angle or something but, you know let's fucking uh, God. Scourge has only been around for nine issues yeah, that's, that's nuts but it's been a long time like those are some spaced out issues that's that's some uh lengthy uh, survival skills and Savage Dragon to be a villain and be around for nine issues. Especially in the Malcolm era. I, I think the Sinister Sex what Dolls happens, have lasted longer. <laughs> they did. I think what, what happens in 247 is going to judge my how I feel about this issue in the long sure. run. Sure. If, if Scourge is just dead and done, then I'm not that pleased with it if there's something more and interesting then i will see this issue as pretty favorable that makes yeah that makes sense that's fine i will actually say that even though i'm like hey guys demonoids are cool um i'm not too stoked on this like there's like i need to know like how the hell malcolm just plows through that power armor so easy there's got to be something to that i mean what? Like, when I flipped the page, that was not the... You know, normally you flip the page, you're like, oh! Like, I was like, what? Power armor... <laughs> Power armor failed, dude. So, I hope there's more. To end on a positive note, um, you want a really awesomely colored, like, Malcolm face. Like, the one where he's explaining how scared he is. You know, the You've Gotta Believe Me panel. 
That's another really super awesome Malcolm face. And I think Tootsie, even though he's a simply drawn cartoon character, I think all the coloring and rendering on Tootsie's face is awesome. Yep. So overall... You guys- See, this is what's crazy. I, I just flipped back to uh, 3... Uh, three, uh, 37. Uh-huh. Scourge is taking... 237. 237. Scourge is taking kicks and punches from Malcolm and Angel in Dude, this that's issue. What I'm saying. He's that's just what I'm he, saying. he's taking full on hits. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like this that that's why I have to believe there's something else. I have to it it is nuts to me if he just if the finger to the chest was it. I just can't believe it. I mean Malcolm got Scourge up against a wall and punched him like three or four times in the chest and that only just broke his uh chainmail. Barely. And then Malcolm got fried in half. Because you do. (laughs) (laughs) Although, Scourge did break his arm, so he wasn't invincible. He felt it, but he still was a little... Oh, if you guys knew wrestling... Raven, you know wrestling, right? wrestling, what's up? It's the finger poke of doom. It is a finger poke of doom. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know, dude. Hmm. Or like a Bruce Lee one-inch punch, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, the poke, dude. If Malcolm poked Scourge to death, I am not happy with that. Scourge Scourge took a dive. He's faking. He got got jobbed out. Jobbed out. Got jobbed out, dude. Yeah. Make make Malcolm look strong. (laughs) Make Malcolm look strong so that Scourge takes a hit so Malcolm can look like a beast. I don't know, dude. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not down with how easy Scourge ate it at all. But I'm super cool with this demonoid twist. Like I'm really like. I'm see, really like. See, can't I'm wait also, to see, I am also not super into the demonoid pregnancy thing because mm-hmm. that feels played. They did. He did this with the Bully Boys. Only wait, you know, in, in in reverse. Oh, the Bully Boys. Although no, I, I guess Rapture, I guess Rapture wasn't pregnant, but she was still like. It's still a sex harm thing. There's, there's just a lot of pregnancies. There's a lot of, a lot of pregnancies and harems. I don't like harems. Yeah, but what happens when a human bones a demonoid? We don't even know. Like, I think there's cool shit that can come of I this. I think your dick burns off, Raven. I think your dick burns off. Uh, there's a few demonoids that look pregnant, so I don't think it burns off that fast. What if you're wearing a super monster suit <laughs> yeah. with realistic-looking flesh? Ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> Well, we just have to wonder how the Scourge Suit Dick works. <laughs> like, is it just like a <laughs> title, Fincast title? An awesome condom that helps you fuck monsters? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Why he got pushed dick. to the chest? He was just so tired. <laughs> he was just drained. I need a before we fight. Can I? Can I get a suit? Suit drained. Can I get a egg sandwich? <laughs> Oh, dude, I don't know. Um, I'm. Sub- Do you guys read the the letters pages? I read the answers. I never read the full letters, but um, Benny Haas's letter, in, in the third question he asks, um, it's been a while, so I figured give it another shot. Any chance we see Chaos and Control returning anytime soon? And Eric wrote, Chaos and Control are on their way. So I wonder if that's part of the vicious circle issue. Could be nice. Original chaos and you like because you got to think control's got to be pretty old. 
Yeah. I don't know. What'd you guys think of uh, the G-Man backups? Good as always, always a right? pleasure. God tier, dude. The meta, meta commentary is thick. Yeah, my favorite. I bet Raven is can the, relate. The convention ones. <laughs> the convention ones are fantastic. Um, the burning building one, though, dude, that is hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god, just that is so funny. In two panels. That's a genius joke. But yeah, those convention things. Good lord, dude. You can tell that is a man who I would definitely support your Kickstarter campaign. And then the guy's like whoop 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 out oh. <laughs> I have a book right here. Okay, well I have a book though. I have a book here. You know what you should do? You should start a webcomic. I have a webcomic. <laughs> Think about Think about it. Webcomics future, I have a webcomic. See what you do. You just do is put your comic on the internet. I have a web comic. <laughs> you should literally start making a web comic. You're literally in my web comic right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, really oblivious. Um, <laughs> you're my favorite cartoonist. I just wish you'd start working on something I actually like. Dude, I, you're gonna. You know what? Okay, I'm glad you brought that one up. You would have. You have no idea how often you actually get that. I'm sure people people will talk to you and they'll be like, "Oh man, I just love your work. When are you going to do something different?" And you're just like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> then I wouldn't be doing what you like, you know." <laughs> will you sign this book for me? I shouldn't. I didn't write or draw that. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> do the best one though. Like one of the best ones is. So I'm saying that's where so many superhero movies and TV shows go wrong. They just don't respect yeah. the original comic book source material. Hey, look at this. What's this G-Man comic about? Who cares? It hasn't been made into a movie or TV show. I'm like, perfect. Perfect, dude. It's great. Flawless humor. Yeah. G-Man. Overall, just give me some love. Did you guys leave more happy than sad? Yeah. Always. Yes. Good good that's all honestly i think one of the big things the coloring really impressed me in this hell yes i hope he sticks with it absolutely hell yes i think there's a lot of newer things in this issue that that you know upon second and third read like just made me enjoy it more i love like we talk about the interaction with captain tootsie yep. and, and malcolm i i like that kind of comedy relief that tootsie brings oh yeah I like the development more. I'm really interested to see where this is going with Maxine's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a major development. I'm really interested to see what happens with Scourge. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for you, man. Scourge, I'm rooting for you, dude. And also, I think, too, like you guys made me think of the Tootsie as a witness thing. Like, it's real curious what Tootsie's going to do. It's not like he's Malcolm's best bro here. Like, he's genuinely horrified by that murder and Malcolm's attitude towards, hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, like, who knows where Tootsie's going to go with this, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Jim, thoughts? Yo. What are you talking about? I just gave you my thoughts. Final thoughts. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was overall, you know, good issue. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I have nothing additional to add. I... I'm am disappointed in if this is Scourge done, that's bad. Uh 
if the demonoids also no longer aren't followed up on, also bad. But based on just what's in this issue, it's fine. It's good. Looks great. Coloring's great. Good fights. You know what I would like to do just for a moment? Speculate. Because we the haven't way been the doing de- that. The way the demonoid like um, that wanted to bone Malcolm played out easily last time, and he's like, "Nah, you got to go to jail." And so they just took her to jail. But you can't really ta- like they're gonna take all these like some of them are pregnant. Like you're gonna take all these demonoid women to jail. Like does Canada even have jails that are like can handle like you know freaks and stuff? So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, there's. I don't see an easy out with these, like, you know, harem women that Malcolm will be inheriting. Like, I'm curious. Like, I'm not. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Although, I also hope it does. They all go to jail, or he inherits the no, harem. No, inherit the harem. <laughs> that mean, sounds awful. Inherit the harem is a crazy thing when you think about really the ramifications there. Hey, Maxine, um, I know you're having physical intimacy intimacy issues. I just inherited a harem. They won't stop bothering me. Apparently, it's a for-life thing. And they want to eat people. Yeah, that's a problem. It's ongoing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can demonoids be... The one in Chicago, can they be refined? Like, can they, you know, eat hamburgers at McDonald's and be okay? Does it have to be people? Like, I don't know. It's cool. I think there's places... Can you can they go work at McDonald's? Can they, yeah. What's funny is a demonoid in Chicago really wouldn't be that big a deal because there's freaks all in Chicago. Right. A demonoid in uh, Toronto kind of seems like it'd be a bigger deal, plus they kind of also attack the city. So they're in Toronto's shit list, I'm sure. Go get their GED. <laughs> Night school. <laughs> Night school. Women's lib. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Craig, you're being quiet. We'll see. Okay. I said my piece. I don't want to beat a dead horse. All right. Final thoughts. Um, final. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> final, final I'm thoughts. Kidding. I'm going to say we're at 2.30. We'll, do, we'll knock out Ninja Turtles uh, 17 next time. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Or we could just say we liked it. I'm just. I'm, I'd rather go a little more in depth on it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm being a moron. You know what? Then I think that only leaves us one creepy thing. Savage Dragon Two Forty Seven, the Deadly Demon King. The build-up to Savage Dragon Two Fifty begins here. You mere mortals. Introducing the maddening menace of the deadly Demon King. A great jumping on point for Boo Readers. So there you go. Thank you, Raven. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Always a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> So as I said earlier, everyone, if you want to uh, have any questions, comments, suggestions, berate- beratements, you can send them to savagefincast at gmail.com. Leave us a message at Savage Dra- uh, Savage Dragon. savagefincast.com, uh, where we have all of our episodes archived. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, um, Twitter, Savage Fincast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
That's about it. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Savage Dragon TikTok. Ask your mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put it on your Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We'll be back uh, soon, probably with another retro review, maybe even an interview or two. We've Ooh. got some things cooking. Ooh. Creepy. Yes, creepy, scary skeletons. <laughs> something, something, <Ooh>. something. <laughs> Evil Jim out. All right. Peace. Uh, I am Nega Jim. <laughs>